All right, that's it. This weekend, this Friday night, Brian motherfucking Red Band, Duncan motherfucking Trussell, and I will be at the Moody Theater in Austin, Texas. Holla at your boy. Um, I don't think there's many tickets left. It's almost sold out, but uh, we're, we're fitting to get down Texas style. Right, B? Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's uh, cue the music, man. Fucking Eddie Bravo's here, dude. Podcast. Check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Show you my day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night. All day. What did you do at that time? That was like a weird echoing sort of a... Uh... What are you doing? Uh, the, 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 the thing that plugs into the board so the computer can play through the soundboard is uh, burnt out. Why are you all echoey, son? I'm echoey? Echoey as fuck. Oh. You don't hear that? No. Shit. You sounded like a robot. You were like an old school Peter Frampton song. It's gone now. <laughs> Peter Frampton, was he the first guy to ever use that, that voice thing? You know, they, they like have a tube in their mouth and they sing through it. I don't know if he was the first guy. Scorpions did that too. Um... When was Frampton? Wasn't he before the Scorpions? When was the Scorpions? It's like, it's, it's like a harmonica thing. I really don't even know what the fuck it is to tell you the truth. I know there's. It's. It's. So you're a musician and you don't. You don't know what that thing is. I know I, that shit never sounded good to me. Fuck you with that shit. You might as well bring out a kazoo. What the fuck that shit? You know what the fuck are you doing with your mouth? Ah! You know what? It maybe the songs that I heard it in sucked anyways, even without the kazoo, because I don't like most songs, so I really I don't blame the kazoo. I don't like most harmonica, but when a dude can really rock a harmonica, it's pretty bad. We have Les Shroud, you know, Survivor Man? Yeah. Plays the shit out of a harmonica. That dude plays the shit out of a harmonica. I bet he does that shit. All day when he's in the woods. Yeah, you're up, <laughs> what else you gonna do? You gotta practice, man. You ain't got no berries to eat. There's no Facebook. He's a badass harmonica player, man. I, I was, I was really he impressed. He could be he's the best. Legit. He's legit. I mean, but if you're normal, normal harmonica songs, get the fuck out of here, bitch. You're yeah. not making enough noises. It's got to be boring. on top of like some deep ass awesome music. Yeah, yes. You know, right, right, by right. itself, it, I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be like a compliment to some like dope southern guitar music, you know. Yeah. Then it could see a little harmonica moving in, you know. Deliverance, yeah. Dueling banjos, a little banjos, a little banjos ain't bad, man. There's this is um, new band that I just found out about called um, uh, Fuck Ghost Something Roadkill. Jesus Christ, Ghost Road Roadkill Ghost Choir. I think it's the name of it. What? Yeah, let me let me find out because I feel like a douchebag. What bag. message boards have you been hanging out? Shut in up, son. My own, my own. <laughs> God damn it, dude. I'm telling you, it's a fucking badass band. Roadkill Ghost Choir. Listen, put up, put pull this up. Can we can we play music? Uh, pull up. You not sure? He's freaking it's out. It's just not going to sound as good as it normally would. The, okay. There's a song called Beggar's Guild, and it's like it's got like a little uh, banjo thing to it. It's, dude, it's a dope fucking song. I played this song like a hundred times. I don't know if you're going to be into it. I'm curious. That's why I want to play it for you. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Damn. Roadkill Ghost Choir. Oh, do you not want to be put on the spot? Uh, let's hear it. I, I'm curious now. Dude, he, he and I. Look, but I, I love Eddie Bravo to death. Okay, but, He is my brother. I don't but, like most but music. We have totally different tastes in music. I, I, I don't like most music. I, I have totally know. different tastes oh, yeah. in everybody, everybody. With everybody. Yeah. I don't like very much music. You know, when I was a kid, I couldn't accept that shit. I didn't like when people dude, didn't like shit I, that I liked. You gotta understand, dude. I, worked, I DJed at a strip club for Hold 10 on. years. Beggar's Guild. 
That shit, I got music eight hours a day smashed yeah. into oh, my know, place man. nonstop. There was no breaks. Yeah. There was, you, there's no break. You got to pay for the next lap dance, motherfucker. That's I bet no you break. got really bored with White Snake after a while. Uh, How many girls came out to, here I go again on my own. That was, that was before the shit club. That was, that was 87, man. I didn't start uh, yeah, DJing until like 93. But that song hung around in strip clubs. A little clubs. bit. By that time, uh, there's only like one metal chick per strip club, and she'd play some White Snake. But most of the girls were playing what was modern, what was hip. They were playing like Stone Temple Pilots or Nine Inch Nails or Madonna, I got Marilyn in a, Manson. I got in a car accident, and uh, I got in a car accident with this girl that I was dating, and she was like super melodramatic, man. She was hilarious. But uh, when uh, this old dude ran a light and hit us, and uh, I had to take my shit out of my car because I couldn't drive my car. And in my car, I had a white snake cassette. And she picked it up. And she goes, you have to throw this out. <laughs> she made me throw out a white snake cassette. This is it? This is them? Listen to this band, man. <laughs> that was funny. Tell me if you like these people. You're not getting the full effect of the bass in this. Two things. One, it's the light, the live performance. and the other I like one, it, though. I like this. It's good, I like man. this. This guy's got a fucking hypnotic voice, man. You know, I'm not doing this song justice by letting it's anybody good. listen like to it, it like no, this. I do like it. This, you got you to gotta listen to their, uh, their studio version of it. It's fucking great, man. Woof, what a song, man. I like it. I could tell it's good. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of like dudes who play like like I love to hear the guitar. You know, I love to hear the drums. I love to hear shit. You you're into like cool like electronic type music. I'm into everything. You're, you're into no, no, everything. I'm into everything that's good. And if you listen to my music, it's a little of everything. There's not. I mean. I, there's a little metal, there's a little EDM, there's a little dubstep, whatever. But you I'm know, into the latest you shit. You would never like listen to a Led Zeppelin album. I, you know what? Led Zeppelin has about five songs that I really like, but <laughs> overall, overall, you know, like Stairway to Heaven is a great right. song, all right? That's a great song. A Ramble On, fucking great song. There's a couple Led Zeppelin songs, but most of my like Misty Mountain High and Rock and Roll, whatever. Most of it was on the boogie tip. I wasn't on the boogie tip. The I boogie was, tip? It's like boogie rock with a, with a lot of blues and shit. Really? And I was into uh, Kiss, and Kiss was more like anthems and, and, uh, yeah. and more... Um, it just God was kissing. Yeah, I was on that side. I was I was on the kiss side. I wasn't on the Led right. Zeppelin side. It was a, but I respected the shit out of them. But uh, I just was a kiss fucking freak, dude. I was so poor, really. I didn't have enough money to be into more than one band at a time. So I chose Kiss and I dove in. And by the time I got into Kiss, they already had like eight albums and shit. I had 
I got a dollar a week. I'm like, that's a lot of fucking dollars I got to save to buy these Kiss albums that were six ninety nine at the point. Isn't it crazy that, that at one point in time you used to have to pay to get some music? Yep. That was the only way you do it. <laughs> I mean, boy, did the fucking rug come out of that business. Yeah, man. Woo! I had a lot of albums to catch up. So I didn't, I, didn't have, I didn't allow myself to get into other bands, to tell you the truth, for a while. From the, the age of 8 to 13, it was, it was just Kiss. Kiss. I only could afford one band, so I had to <laughs> pretend like I only liked one band. My brother could only, everybody, all my friends could only afford one band, so my brother was into Van Halen. Uh, you know, the, Eric across the street was into Rush. Uh, then this guy was into the police. You know, and then we just borrowed each other's yeah. shit. But the band that you were in charge of, that was your baby. You know what I mean? That's, that's like, so that, ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the, the stupidest shit ever. Is, what the fuck is wrong with children? <laughs> oh, and then when Kiss got sold out and they became bubblegumish, they basically became MC Hammer of rock and roll. Well, when I, did that happen? That happened. It started happening in 78. They just got too big, too commercial. They did a, a movie on Channel 4, an NBC movie called Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. It was out of control. That. It was I out of control. That. It was out of control. They were like superheroes, dude. Dude, I was severely depressed because when it came on, there was a blackout where I lived. The fucking power was out while Kiss Meets the Phantom was on TV, and I was so depressed. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I'm like, how the fuck could this happen now? That movie is what got me into Kiss because before that movie, the, the, the general consensus among kids at school was that Kiss – like because their <laughs> older brothers were telling them is, is Kiss is for homos. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I remember being at school the night it was supposed to be on, being at school and talking to my friends saying, are you going to watch that Kiss movie? And they're like, no way. Kiss is for fags. And eight-year-olds were saying yeah. that. You know, crazy? yeah, it was crazy. So, and I was pretending like I didn't like Kiss either, you know, because my stepdad was into classic rock, and I would, I would say like Ted Nugent or something, you know what I mean? I was just, yeah, I'm into that, you know, I wasn't into Kiss, <laughs> but we were all excited to see that Kiss movie. Kids didn't have respect. That was 1978. They didn't have respect for Kiss. That's how they were going down. They were just too commercialized. That was Kiss ice cream, Kiss bubblegum, Kiss pencils. They were going down. Nobody had any respect for them at that point. They were falling off. When I was in high school, like the dudes were like uh, that I hung around with everybody listened to like the doors yeah that was respectable Zeppelin. respectable yeah you couldn't like, admit kiss yeah, by the age of no. eight when I was at you couldn't admit, admit kiss but when that movie came on that night me and my brother was four years older we were so excited to see this fuck this band that we were we, you know we were already dissing and we didn't even see him yeah. but that movie blew me away rock and roll all night when they played that shit on the movie as an eight-year-old kid my head exploded. All I wanted was rock and roll all night. I was like Cartman dragging his mom to the fucking record store going, um, I dragged my aunts. I'm like, rock and roll all night. That's the one I want. And we looked for it. It was on Kiss Alive. It was a live record. I didn't know what a live record was. So I just said, this is the one. It says rock and roll all night. This is the one. And my aunt goes, I think this is at a concert. I, what? What are you talking about? It's a record. It's not a concert. Buy the record. Got the record. Played it, put the needle down, and when you hear the audience coming, I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's a concert. I was like, I didn't even have a, I didn't know what, what a live record was. I didn't yeah, understand. I got Kiss Alive 2 and Kiss Alive 3. I got Kiss Alive 1. The, that was my first album, my first Kiss record, and that crushed me. That album destroyed yeah. Strutter, Deuce, was it got three? to choose. Was it three Kiss Alives? Yeah, but by the, by Kiss Alive 3, that was like already, uh, in the 90s, dude, when everything was dead. Kiss Alive 3 I was picked, shit. I picked up with those eras of Kiss before me that I didn't get into. I never got into like the really early, early, early shit. I came in around Detroit Rock City. I came in That's when they were early. on the cover. 
when they were on the cover uh, of uh, Double Platinum. No, not Double Platinum. What was Destroyer. the one? Destroyer. 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 That was the first yeah. album after their live album. The first three albums were like uh, failures. And they weren't selling, man. And then they just said, dude, let's just try a live record because live, we're killing it. Everyone loves us live, but we can't sell any records. Wow. Let's do a live record. And they said, okay, let's try it. They did it, and that's the one that blew them up. Kiss Alive blew them the fuck up. So Destroyer was their first studio album after this live record that blew them up. Right. Like, what, what bands out there get blown up from their live record? Well, None of them. They were the only ones. so fun, though. Yeah. And they, their live shows were like, they, yeah, they look – Paul Stanley, you can make fun of like there's there's dudes who have like taken his all of his like the center of kiss songs. The, sta- the star child yeah. center of kiss. Paul Stanley. People have taken like his all of his in between stuff and rec- and brought it to like one CD. I forget the guys who did it, but they sent it to me and it's fucking hilarious. It's brilliant. They took like all his best rants. And, hey, I know when you're thirsty. Oh, dude, you want some cold chin? Yeah, but he's a showman like oh. a motherfucker. Dude, I mean, the place. Is going crazy. He had and... stories ready to go. He had yeah. the love gun story. Yeah. Oh, every yeah. story had a the cold gin story. Yeah. He, he <laughs> every concert like there's three songs maybe two or three where he's got a story and he's talking about. They're so it. professional. Yeah, it's such a, yeah. a, a, a a big show. You know, when the... I went to see them. I you know it was back when Gene Simmons was still spitting fire. He's he's never stopped spitting fire. He still does it, dude. Are you kidding? He's, wow. Even when the makeup came off, he still spit fire. That shit. He'll so, never stop doing that. So cra- Did his, his hair ever catch on fire? Yes, like his that? hair caught on fire early in their career. <laughs> That's crazy. And then Ace got electrocuted by the stair railing once oh, too. Oh God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a crazy ass show, man. Yeah, so that movie, you know, from that movie on, I was a Kiss fanatic. And but I was getting into them right when they were going down and had no respect. But I, that's when I got into them is when they lost all respect uh, from like uh, the mainstream media when it came to rock, you know. And so I had a fight with my friends. Everyone's made made fun of me that I liked Kiss. I had a fucking. There was a bunch of music that I had to go back and sort of review because I dismissed it because it was all like serious stoners that were into it. Like the Doors is one of them. I never was really a Doors person when I was in high school because all the people that were into the Doors were all fucking serious burnouts, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because you got to think, like, this was after, like, okay, I was in high school in 1981. All right, when did he die? I don't know. Did he die, like, in the 70s? So I never was a Doors fan. The girls honest. who are still into like Morrison, like that late, it's like they were like fucking. They always had jean jackets on. It's always cigarettes in their pockets. They always had dirty hair, and they were just burnouts. And that's so that's what I associated with the Doors. Those are the people that always had the Door shirts. And I had to like become a man one day and become my own man and listen and go, God damn, the Doors had some good fucking songs. And then I got into them afterwards. So it's like. The people that were so into him sort of negatively affected my opinion of him. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, you could never admit that you like certain bands, though. There yeah, were certain a, bands that if you brought up that you were into them, man, people get angry. Yeah, at I had to pretend. It got so bad, I had to pretend for a while that I didn't like Kiss. I'm like, I don't like Kiss anymore, goddammit. I, I hate I was, them. I was in high school, I was on a bus, <laughs> and I told this dude that I was going to go see uh, Cheap Trick. I was like, Cheap Trick's coming to town. We'll go see Cheap Trick. And this guy turned around and looked at me and was man, Cheap Trip fucking sucks. And I remember like, wow, this guy totally does not respect my taste in music. Like, he just <laughs> shot it down. And I couldn't even say anything about it. I was like, well, you know, to you. <laughs> like, what do you say when yeah. someone just shits on you? And then even while you're there, that can influence 
your enjoyment of going to see it. You know, because even though you're enjoying it, you're like, God damn it. Like, why does this band make me feel like a loser for liking them? Yeah. What the, the thing about Kiss, though, that they've no one has ever done. No one has ever done with Kiss. They went to superstardom. Then they went to MC Hammer status, Vanilla Ice status. And then they came back and did it all over again with the same members. They got Ace and Peter Back, who ended up getting kicked out for being drunks and cokeheads in the late 70s. In the height of it, they kicked out their drummer, they kicked out the guitar player, got him replaced. But when they did the reunion tour 15 years later, 20 years later, whatever the fuck it was, they got Ace and Peter back, and then they blew up again. And, and they, they took their makeup off, and then they put it back on. That's, yes, That's yes. the most interesting yes. thing. Yes, I, I left that part out. Yeah, during the reunion and when they died, they decided to take off their makeup for about 10 years. And they went on and they were lost. They didn't know how to dress, dude. They just looked at the other bands and said, you know what? Poison is, I guess the tranny look is in. Let's look like trannies. I think that's what's in. When we were in high school, they would like, they always had like bandanas on and shit when they were going to clubs and stuff. Like they had to like hide their identity and they'd get these photos of them like trying to put a palm up to the press so they couldn't get photographed. Yeah. Like that was the weirdest sort of celebrity ever because these guys were superstars, but nobody knew what they looked like. I don't know if everybody today can wrap their head around how fucking crazy that shit was. How crazy is that? Come on. In the like late 70s. These dudes. Who's done that? No one else no has one done else that. Done In that. music, no one else has done the, it's, no one knows what you look like. Yeah. And you, we got to get pictures of you on the mask. That sh- was like CIA secret <laughs> shit right there, dude. Yeah. They pulled that off from 1970. 1973 to 1983. For 10 years, they had makeup. You could only do that back then. You could never get away with that shit today. There's too many people with cameras. Too many people uh, who put that shit on YouTube. You know, they just know where Paul Stanley lives. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Wait in front of his house. You know? (laughs) They put a camera in front of his face. There he is. And then when they did it again, when they blew up again... Ace and Peter got kicked out again for the same shit. Did they really? <laughs> yeah, they got kicked out again. What happened? They just, they just got started going they're off. Just drunks, dude. <laughs> they're drunks, and I think Peter was just too old and he couldn't even play anymore. And they're like, oh, "Damn, really? you know," because uh, because uh, uh, Paul Stanley is in like marathon shape. He's always been a workout health freak. Like his his body is like a very athletic, and he's like sixty something now. You know, sixty five. Wow. And Gene Simmons is not the in the best shape. But live, he gives his his he loves being on stage so much that every night Gene Simmons gives it a hundred and ten percent. Every night he's on fire, dude. He can't. They won't stop touring, man. They're sixty eight <laughs> years old. How much do they love being on stage? Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, they stay together. They never broke up. They never quit. They went through a lot of guitar players and drummers, a lot of them. But it was always Peter or or, or Paul and Gene. Sticking together with without makeup, they never stopped. They never take took a break. It's they an keep interesting going. story. I still don't think they feel like they get their like just rewards. No, because every credit. interview you hear the bitterness. Every interview yeah, they're dogging man. on the media. They're dogging on journalists, and they're they're reminding people. You know, you can't ignore the millions of fans. You know, just listen to the fans. You know, forget about they hate journalists because you know they got, they blew up without any radio airplay. You couldn't even play them on the fucking radio. That's how taboo they were. That's such a they weird did it thing. without radio airplay. But why wouldn't the radio recognize how many people were coming to see their concerts and buying their albums and just play their shit? It doesn't make any sense. Like no. what, they're like, we're not going to allow these goofy clowns That's... to just 
you can't look like a clown and make rock and roll music. They were just not allowing them. That's so you know? weird. They man. weren't allowing it. That was a. That must have been an incredibly tough time to be an artist. You know, to, to have to deal like only with record companies and only with radio stations. That's just a couple of decades ago. Like, what a weird world we live in today where people get fame through electronic means. Like, how many people like that D- DJ Tiesto, is that his name? Yeah. How many people have heard his shit because it's been online? Or Dead Mouse or any of yeah. these people? Uh-huh. All of you could, they could, those guys could become famous just by virtue of their product and it's spreading virally. Yeah. That, that's, what a shit time it must have been when that couldn't happen. Yeah. When you had to deal with all these assholes that wouldn't play you on the radio. And like, what do you have to do? How do you get played on the radio? What do you have to do? You know, would anybody play them? It's not, you know, that, that was, it was, it was very rare that you heard a Kiss song on the radio when I was in high school. No, you would not, they would not, uh, uh, well, they, they played I Was Made For Loving You a little bit. They did play Beth a little bit. That Uh, was the disco era. They went a little disco with I Was Made For Loving You. Yeah, they said, fuck it. They, they thought, they thought disco's the new thing and it's going to be the future. So Kiss, they made a decision. Paul and Gene are businessmen. They go with the trends. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's, it's obvious that we, oh, now, oh, you're going to go really heavy on this album? Why? Because everyone dogged you that you went to commercial and disco. Oh, let's see. Like the right. careers in the toilet, they got to come back heavy. That's what they did in Creatures of the Night. You know, it's, it's, uh, their career is just fucking insane. It's a crazy life to be a musician, man, to make noises that people like to listen to. That's what you do. You put together words and you make noise with your mouth and with some musical instruments. You're a professional noisemaker. Yeah. What a crazy thing that is. The, the, the beauty of music is so misunderstood. It's so hard for us to wrap our heads around what the fuck is really happening when you're listening to a song. Because it's, there's something, something happens to you. Like a real, a, a good song like does fire you up and make you feel good. It gives you a charge. You know, there's certain times when you're in your car and it's just the right song for the right moment. And you're like, God damn, this feels good. And that's that's generally the way I feel that what you're describing is when I'm driving to go teach class. When I'm driving to teach class, my I just took my glaucoma medication and then I find just the best song that I like, a song that I could put on repeat and I crank it really loud and I'm thinking about training jujitsu i'm like i'm driving i'm gonna go train some jujitsu and all my boys that i love are gonna be right there and we're all gonna work together and when i get in that zone and i'm listening to an an amazing song it's the crazy it's man it's it really is like a meditative state like a waking meditative state where that you're you're like you feel connected to the universe man it's hard to explain especially while under the influence of glaucoma medication yes especially if that you got, if and you got, the best song oh if you got crazy and ate some yeah and you got some love that you're going to you're driving to and you got yeah. just people just driving from san diego people driving from costa mesa just to train that's when i when i think about that and how amazing that is man and how much love i'm gonna have at my gym man when i'm there that's it's it's amazing, man. I yeah. love being there every night. Songs have this weird effect on people, man. You know, I wonder if it can be measured, like the good feeling that you get when you hear a badass fucking song. Like, the, for me, it's like, I know this song gets worn out for a lot of people, but for me, the first few chords of Sweet Home Alabama, I always go, fuck yeah. Like, <laughs> I love that goddamn song. I don't, I don't give a fuck if they overplay that stupid song. 
you, you can overplay that shit forever. Yeah, yeah. That still is like one of my all-time favorite songs. So if I'm in the car and it's a nice day and that song comes on, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, I'll turn that shit up right when he says to. Turn it up. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. It's yeah. just there's that feeling, though. I wonder if it could be measured. I wonder if you could put, like, uh, electrodes on your head. And find out what, what's, what's, what's firing up when you really love to hear a good song. They should do that. They should get people high and make them listen to awesome music. And just find out what happened. And then in between that awesome music, throw in some bullshit. Some really whack-ass, terrible fucking music. Some, like, really bad Christian rock or something. You know, something, something just terrible. Did you read that? There was something on Twitter about some research done on freestyle rappers. And they oh, studied the brain. Oh, yeah, I did. But I saw it, but I didn't watch it or read it. Yeah. So I saw it, like, as yeah. a headline, but there's I didn't. Stu- there's didn't a study, and they studied freestyle rappers. And... They put some electrodes on their brain. I'm not sure how it really worked, but as they were, they had them freestyle, freestyle some stuff, and then the, I think they had them say some lyrics that they knew before, and 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 see the difference in how the brain works when you're freestyling and how we, the brain works when you're just repeating stuff. Something like that. I could be wrong, but the were overall, just gonna puke right the now? overall, <laughs> the overall result of that was that. Freestyle rappers are uh, quicker thinkers. I mean, obviously, like the right. obvious stuff. Like their brain is working faster than normal people. Yeah, they, they're well. The idea that you have to be creative, you have to put yourself into that that mode. What percentage of freestyle rappers you think smoke weed? I think it's one hundred and ninety. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's, That's what I'm talking They didn't talk about the weed connection. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You're talking about freestyle rappers. They're probably smoking weed all day, stuffing their brain with it. Well, when we had Immortal Technique on, his, his dude Swave. Remember mm-hmm. that dude, Brian? Yeah. That guy was a bad motherfucker in battle rap. Like, there's some dudes who have that shit down to an art form. And you watch, like, one guy will come at them with some, like, really dumb shit. And then they, they break them down with some just <laughs> ruthless shit. But those guys could freestyle their ass off. And they smoked the fucking shit out of some weed. It would be cool if that shit was huge on NBC. Joe, when you said 190%, were you counting ghost faces also? Is that how you got to that number? Yeah, that's exactly it is. And, um... You know, multiple personalities, too. <laughs> I threw that in. I was just exaggerating, Brian. That's hey, all it is. Hey, Joe, uh, Kevin uh, on Ke- Pereira? Uh, yeah, on Pereira's show today, somebody made a, uh, a hilarious video game. Like, it's, this is a real video game based on uh, an episode of the podcast we did with Bobcat and based on the dolphin sensation and stuff like you're going to freak out and if you want to be an investor this me and Kevin are going to invest in this game and try to actually have this game be like a huge game what the hell is it check it you're going to laugh your ass off uh it's uh echo the reluctant dolphin echo the reluctant dolphin and it's a game echo the reluctant dolphin I'm watching on the screen here. It's a dolphin with a huge boner, and on the bottom right, you can see it says frothy loads. And you go around shooting piss on everyone and fucking people in the ass. What? And then you also have a cum meter. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, this is oh, loads. And then here's uh, the, the. This is the, ridiculous. Here's the logo for our podcast, Pointless, with Kevin Pereira. 
and those are Jesus's. So you're this dolphin shooting cum and piss on people, and you tr- then Jesus comes out and tries to fuck you up. What? And then he's shooting cum at you, and you're fucking more. There's Kevin Pereira getting oh fucked in the ass. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. <laughs> Please stop this before we go to jail. That dolphin's in prison. walking funny because he just got fucked. I just had deja vu that that dolphin was in prison. <laughs> Jesus is all fucked Jesus. up. There's no. something wrong with my brain, Who, who folks. designed that? There's something wrong with my brain. Who designed that? His name is, uh... Hold on. That's incredible. Yeah. His name is, uh, uh Tim E.H. Dude, invest YouTube in that shit. That's going to be huge. I know. That's going to be huge. Yeah, that could be the greatest game of all time. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think, think you <laughs> want to really put your money in that one, Brian. I'm going to be real with you. I think uh, that's going to cause... It's like, that's going to be the final nail in the fucking Jesus people's coffin where they go straight Taliban on people. Even draw Jesus anymore. We're coming for you bitches. It, it even has a, a, a meter that says Frosty Loads. And then it also has... Frothy a me- or Frosty? Frothy. Frothy, Frothy loads. loads. And it also has a gay meter. But it's spelled with an H instead of G-A-Y So hilarious <laughs> Listen man, you can't, uh, you can't be attached to that It's going down and it's going to bring you with it uh, look, I think it's going to be huge I just want to say off the record uh, if Had I known the content of that video I wouldn't have allowed it to be played Dolphins can't fuck Jesus in my world I don't allow He's it He's Android Jesus I don't care where I don't, well, You can call him whatever you want that's, Does that's, he actually fuck Jesus? No okay. I think Jesus they tries tried. to fuck That the was dolphin. too much Jesus, like, You know what? They were going to have him fuck Jesus But they thought You know what? The <laughs> dolphins are Let's just try to get the, the video game off the fucking ground Okay? We don't need to go there The, the second version You know We'll save it for them the, In the video The dolphins fuck people You can't fuck people in videos man. I'm sorry can't just run around. See, look, people. he's look, he's half Shit's Terminator rude. Jesus, though. Look, it's so <laughs> and he has it's so ridiculous. I watched the Terminator the other day, um, and uh, it was uh, Terminator Two, and it was really weird to watch, man. You know, it's really weird, like how, like, kind of like the the acting style was like different back then. Like the movies were, it was like they were they weren't as like evolved. Which know? which ones too? The second is that one the was one? was that the one where the dude has is that a that the metal Guns N' Roses one? Which was the Guns N' Roses one? Two? Uh, I don't know. Two is when he returned. And he was and nice. She was she was like in a mental institution and shit doing chin ups, going, This motherfucker's coming back. I liked Arnold when he was mean. I liked it in the first one. That's it. Oh, you Even didn't though, like when he came back nice? I'm I don't yeah. I'm not into that. Yeah, that wasn't nice. as good. I like the mean one. The mean one was way scarier. Like why would they have the same model come back nice? What they can't make a different model? Yeah. This is so stupid. Yeah. It's the same model. Yeah. The first model was a motherfucker. Dude, I finally seen a good movie. Ar- Argo, dude. I heard Argo's very good. Argo's fucking good. Man. Is it really? I thought I I was reluctant to see it because I thought that it was going to be like Contagion, where it shows like that our government is so good and with the viruses and the vaccines, it's like Contagion was a joke. It was almost like produced by the CIA almost or FEMA or something. It was weird. But – and I thought they were going to do the same thing with Argo, make the Iranians look like just fucking these evil terrorists. They want to make bombs and shit like that. But they told the truth. They did. In the beginning, they, they said – I mean it, in, in the beginning, it makes the, the United States look at fault for a lot of the shit that's going on. And it's the truth. And the movie itself is – Damn, it's, it's pretty amazing, man. Wow. I was a, into it. Argo. That's a, that's a strong endorsement by young Eddie Bravo. I usually hate movies, but that one I stay for the <clears> whole You hate time. movies that I love. Like you, which ones? Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Oh my god! If you're gonna try to be funny and uh, it, or you're not gonna be serious, it better be like real funny, like funny, no, funny, no, no, not no, like no. that. Shit was goofy. awesome. You're you crazy. liked it. It was beautiful. Okay, it was ridiculous. that's like a fifty-fifty thing. Like, like it, in my tweets, people say I'm fucking crazy, and then some people agree. It's like, well, to me, it was just exciting fun. It was just ridiculous, silly fun. You know, like, what? I believe these fucking people have a remote control and they can change the house and make monsters. Dude, Sigourney Weaver at the end. It was I almost it was hilarious. I don't know. I enjoyed the I shit know. out of it. It was campy to me. Uh, it was like uh, intentionally campy. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to fucking make a good movie, dude. I, I think. I think you got too many people involved. I think when you got some bad motherfucker like James Cameron that can just totally take the reins, that's how you get like an avatar. You got to have some like real strong personality behind it. That's why like it's always important like Francis Ford Coppola's this or that because I think there's so many people involved in poking and prodding and wanting this and putting in that. I think making a movie must be just a fucking tremendous nightmare. And working with all those people and hoping they work together. I have a friend who's a a movie director and uh she's have you ever met Patty? Uh I don't Patty Jenkins. I'm not Br- sure. Brian Callen's ex-girlfriend. Mm, I don't know. She's she's um great, great person. A fucking really interesting chick, really smart chick. And she's an, a director. So she tells me some fucking stories, man. The story she tells you about having to work with like crazy actors, people that are just nuts, people you never even heard of, just fucking out of their mind. They just hold up production and go crazy and claim fake illnesses and faint and shit, do weird shit to get attention. Like people are nuts. So you got to bring all these motherfuckers together to try to put some movie out of it. <clears throat> it's yeah. a ridiculously hard proposition. You know, that's why I w- I've always looked at bands. You know, I've always looked at bands like going, that's got to be a fucking hard thing for all these guys to get along. Oh, man. You know? You see the guns. I, just recently I saw the Guns N' Roses uh, behind the scenes, the behind the music rockumentary, and I saw the Quiet Riot <clears throat> one. You got to see the Quiet Riot one. You got to see. It's uh, the VH1 behind the scenes and the Guns N' Roses one. It, those guys, the whole, the whole documentary is about how much partying they were doing and how much drinking, and it was driving them insane, and how much coke they were doing, <laughs> and drinking uh, yeah, two-fifths of Jack every goddamn night. Like Duff from Guns N' Roses was so fucked up. He couldn't even, he couldn't even talk anymore. They're super rich, they're huge, and they're just drinking and doing so much coke, they're out of their fucking minds. They, it's almost like they, they feel... It's almost like you understand Axel. You know how Axel's like the dick? But when you watch the rockumentary, he's hanging out with these drunk dudes all the time. I don't know. I don't, it's, it's hard to tell who's really at fault. Like Axel's the control, hungry, uh, a tyrant. He wanted control of everything. And then everyone else is super drunk. <laughs> it's like you understand a little bit, right? It, had, it has to be so hard. To keep all those egos in check when they when they explode and get huge, yeah. it's got to be so hard, uh, and especially for like certain dudes like in the background, like drummers and shit, who's just not getting that much attention. Uh, They're like, got to get crazy to get attention. Like Tommy <laughs> Lee was one of the few guys that like got attention. Yeah, to be a drummer and to, to have people know who you are and your first and last name, yeah, that's it's pretty so rare. rare. So Travis rare. Barker, Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Is Neil- that really it? That can't be Peter Chris. Yeah, Peter yeah, Chris. but like household names. Tommy yeah. Lee is a household, household name. name. So yeah. is Travis Barker. Yeah, household names. Everybody knows who he is. Very few wow. drummers. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a weird spot, man. The celebrity drummer. That's a rare <laughs> spot. Those might be the baddest motherfuckers ever. They shine through that yeah. position. Yeah. 
You know? Tom, Tommy Lee is a bad motherfucker. Everybody just had to see his dick and go, oh, okay. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you going to say? The guy's, the guy's a, a rock dick. star and he has a giant dick. That's it. Damn. Damn. You just got to accept that. Yeah. <laughs> just thank God he does. he's not really good at jujitsu. Shit. Like Ricky Rocket. Can you imagine if he was also really good, a real good fighter too? Shit. Well, Ricky Rocket's a fucking black belt. Yeah. Legit yeah. black belt in jujitsu. Who would have ever thought that? Ricky know? Rocket is the drummer of Poison. Poison. He he's another famous. Yeah. He's another famous one. We yeah, missed yeah, him. Famous he's drummer. Up there. He's, yeah. he's a household name. If Ricky Rocket went on a killing spree, that shit would be front page news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good dude. Yeah. He seems like a nice guy. Like, I think that uh, like, uh, someone who gets really good at jiu-jitsu, like, you, you can't get that far without like. He was super cool. Ego. Very was super cool. Guy. cool yeah. yeah, super cool guy. I trained with him a lot. Hung out with him a lot. We we both went to. We all went to the same school. He was really really super cool, and it was uh, it was a trip to see. You know, so much. You know, he's like in a band that's known mm-hmm. to look like. You know, like they look like girls. They had lots of makeup. <laughs> they did, but you know, for what they were doing, they looked great. That was their. You know, they looked, that, that was, was what their they were shit. selling. And he was a badass in jujitsu. So. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good thing to have. Yeah, but. and he's and he does that whole Cas Magda system too, which is the Inasana system, which uh, is the Filipino system. He's really good at that. He's really into weapons. Oh, that's like Kali and all that. Yeah, stuff. he's really Eskrima. good at that. Yeah, he loves stick fighting, knife fighting, all that shit. That shit's ridiculous. Yeah, you don't fuck with the drummer from Poison, <laughs> no matter how much makeup he's wearing, because they're back on tour. He's gonna be wearing all that makeup. Just don't call him a homo. <laughs> Telling you. <laughs> Why did you even put that out there? Because then someone's going to go, fuck Eddie Bravo. Fuck Ricky Rocket. There's certain dudes that you meet. And, and they're the, <laughs> the, funniest, the funniest conversations I ever have with clueless folks are the people that tell me that if they fought MMA, they would never lose because it's just their mentality. Because of my that. mentality. But how many times have you talked to that guy? That guy, there's been, there's, there's many, many of those guys out there. And you drift into them like icebergs. Yeah. Like you'd be backstage at a UFC and you don't even realize you're talking to a crazy person yeah. until they say something like that. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, these guys are all tough and everything. But I'll tell you, my mentality, I can't lose. My mentality. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Are you? Yeah, you know, man, guys like me don't get in there. That's the difference. Guys like me, with my mentality, they, you know, they get in there, they never stop. The referee couldn't pull me off. Okay. Yeah. I usually get the guys that say that you know they don't do MMA, they don't train, but if anything went down, they would kick them in the knee. And <laughs> I'm like, really? Are you how how often are you practicing this kick? How many days a week? How long? Yeah. I mean, are you, if he to was actually three days a week, was sitting, you know, sit in front of the bag and just kick into the knee, forty five minutes a day, three days a week, I might believe he's on to something. Like, damn, maybe he's got this well, crazy. If kick you to didn't the knee. know how to fight. And you ran into some Muay Thai guy, and for whatever reason, he just decided to only kick your legs out from under you and just kick your legs until you're done. Like, that could be possible. Yeah. That's yeah. possible. That's yeah. a guy who's really good at that could do that. Yeah. But the knee kick, man, come on, son. <laughs> <laughs> come on, son. You, and you, they believe it. They yeah, believe you're gonna it. They're going to wind like, up with that you know, shit. I'm going to see that weak, coming. You know how weak the knee is, bro? It takes 10 Dude. pounds of pressure. Yeah, they always snap. have like these statistics. And it just snaps, bro. There's certain it. statistics. That's one of them. The other one is you only use 10% <laughs> of your brain, bro. 
<laughs> Bro, you're only using, you know, they've only documented the people that only use 10% of their brain. <laughs> it takes eight pounds of pressure to snap a knee, bro. I can do that. I'm really good you at make side the real, kicks. The real good uh, pseudo-intelligent stoner voice. Dude, it takes eight pounds of pressure. It's been documented on the History Channel. Eight pounds of pressure for a fucking front snap kick right to the knee. It's over. The fight's over. Okay, I, I walk around with confidence. Uh, Joe uh, Joey Diaz uh, talking about that. All he needs is a kick in the knee. How would he say? <laughs> Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Let me tell you something. You fuck with me, dog. I got one sidekick. Three hundred and fifty allegedly pounds is coming down your fucking knee. Where you going, bitch? You going nowhere? Come at me with that fucking karate shit. What? What? You're a, a ninjutsu. Get the fuck out of here. Sidekicks to the knees. Let's grab a slice. That's how I'm rolling. Grab a slice. Have a seat. Back a lunch. <laughs> that needs to happen. A Joe a Joey Diaz cartoon with Joe Rogan doing the voice. No, that's got to be Joey happen. Diaz no, doing his own it, yeah. voice. Why would you have me doing him? Mine is a poor substitute for the actual man himself. It's just funny because it's close. Because I've been around him. You so sound long. just like him. You say it's like you get into his soul, like you're saying the shit he would actually say. That's what's funny is you're doing him. You're actually doing him. Well, <laughs> I, I know Joey probably as much as Joey knows Joey. <laughs> How important is, is it to have people like that in your life, man? If you find yourself oh, a man. Joey Diaz, you better be nice to that guy. Yeah. Provide you with entertainment constantly. Yeah. yeah. Brian Callen, when we went hunting together, dude, I had a comedy show for five days. That's what I had. <laughs> you know? I took Brian fucking Callen. It was like the perfect move. I turned like this boring ass camping trip where it's 10 degrees out into a constant comedy show where Callen was talking about how he likes to fuck guys. He, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm holding you. Okay. And as I'm holding you, I'm licking your ear. And I'm, he would just come up with all these crazy things. And we would just be. It, it, it was one of those jokes where it's the same joke over and over again. It's all about fucking guys, holding guys down, fucking guys. But it starts off really funny and ridiculous. And then you like, you wonder, how long can this fucking guy keep this up? And then five days in, you're still laughing at these same gay jokes. It's just him talking about holding guys down and fucking them. And it's like he has no... He has no shame and no limit to this. He can just keep going. He just keeps going. So it was literally like a five-day comedy show. It was the most I've ever laughed while freezing my dick off, sleeping outdoors. It was a perfect experience. <laughs> Plus, he's just a fucking awesome guy. And Callan's one of those guys that doesn't complain. Like, he'll just go do what needs to be done. Like, we got to go hiking and shit. He just goes hiking. He if if Joey Diaz went on the trip with the you, what would he say? Here. Joe Rogan, there's a fucking Vaughn's <laughs> two miles away from my house. I'll call them in advance. They'll get me antelope. <laughs> you want to take me up to the fucking badlands of Montana? <laughs> Suck my dick, okay? A deer never did nothing to me. <laughs> God wanted us to be eating deer that'd be in the fucking store. You'd be able to go to the fucking store and buy a fucking deer cheeseburger or whatever. These fucking guys with your great poupon on your fucking deer burger. Get the fuck out of here. Get yourself a nice slice. It's two points. <laughs> And a regular Coke. Don't even fuck with that diet. You don't, know, you don't want that type of cancer. You don't isn't want it, that type of cancer. It's on my it, finger. Isn't it crazy that we've gotten so fucking stupid as a society that you could your product can advertise that you have real sugar and it's a good thing? <laughs> How retarded are we? 
Well, they're putting that on billboards. Well, that's because corn syrup. Made with real sugar. Corn syrup. People are finding out how hard it is for your body to process corn syrup. Yeah, but sugar is... is corn is the motherfucker, man. Corn is... We're brought you ever, up to you think, ever watch that King Corn documentary? I think I have. I've watched it's one crazy how much money there is in growing corn, man. Money And using corn and all sorts of different food items. And there's a lot of like good uses for corn. First of all, it tastes good. Corn on the cob is delicious. You know, little corn tortillas make you know makes for some nice tacos. But the reality is that shit's not good for your body, especially like in corn syrup form. Yeah, and that shit's everywhere. It's so bad that they're advertising. Look, we're using yeah. sugar after all. Wasn't sugar like your? Yeah. Wasn't it sugar free as good <clears throat> before? Well, you know, you're only supposed to get sugar when it's attached to food. You know, the real the idea. <clears throat> extracting sugar and then taking pure sugar like that's not ever supposed to happen it doesn't yeah. exist in nature we're just so fucked up man we, we have to dabble with everything and extract things and give you concentrated doses that's where cocaine came from yeah i mean if you eat the coca leaves it's apparently very healthy like the people that chew those leaves like those 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 herders yeah. those high altitude herders why is it only grown in colombia what is, i don't know why is, is it are there other countries growing coke it seems like it's yeah. only bolivia Columbia. bolivia yeah um i think uh, there's quite a few places that can grow it, but I think it's a climate thing. But that doesn't make sense to me because then why can't people grow it in greenhouses? And you never hear about cocaine busts where they, they bust them with cocoa plants. You know, so I don't know. I'm not a botanist. I don't understand what the fuck's wrong. But it seems like it would – doesn't make any sense that you'd have to get it all from South America unless it's the only place where it grows. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. And I remember there was uh, some controversy about the Egyptian mummies. So one of the coolest things they found was evidence of cocaine on uh, one of the mummies when they did this, like, real thorough analysis of it. And that could be one of two things. It means either someone had made it all the way to South America and brought back cocaine. That is one possibility. Or that someone from South America got in a boat and came all the way to Egypt and sold them cocaine. Or it was some kind of a false positive because there was some other substance that could mirror that. When you're dealing with, you know, someone who's been dead for 5,000 fucking years, I'm sure there's a lot of guesswork involved in the, in the analysis of it. Mm. But they were thinking that maybe the Egyptian had got a hold of some eight balls. Or maybe the archaeologist is a cokehead. <laughs> and they like accidentally spilt some coke on his shit. Like, dude, <laughs> Egyptians. He's like, no, it's the Egyptians. He's yeah. like, no, no, it's not mine. It's, it's, on, it's on the fucking, it's the mummy. He did it. <laughs> that, that's, that's, so he had to roll with it. That's not outside the realm of possibility. If you were an, he had to roll an with Egyptologist, it. he didn't have a choice. What? You get tired using that brush all day. You need a little pick-me-up. You know, you say, look, I'm just going to do this coke this one time. Yeah. I'm just going to get really juiced Dude, up. you got to be a coke cokehead to be an archaeologist. Like <laughs> fucking combing rocks with a toothbrush. <laughs> Dude, I'd, I'd be on coke, fucking, I'd be coke, doing basalts. Cokeheads would forget what they were doing. What the fuck was I doing? What the fuck was I doing? <laughs> they would forget what they were doing. And they would try to start different new businesses while they were cleaning it up. They'd be like, Dude, I got this amazing idea. And they would try to, <laughs> try to bring you in. You're like my brother. I mean, even though we just met, you're like my brother. I want you to come in on this idea with me, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Fuck archaeology, man. Let's make a boat. Let's make our own boat. Archaeologists could, could uh, they, they use their archaeology sometimes to get chicks. Like to say, I'm going to go to Egypt. You want to come with me and help me out? Okay. I bet they would if they were Bring like, your fucking toothbrushes. If they were like <laughs> academic chicks, you know. Like, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's like a romantic thing. Yeah. Like a guy who's like a published author and Egyptologist and he invites yeah. you to a dig. Yeah. Like, oh my God. How much pussy do you think Giorgio's getting? Me? <laughs> oh, Giorgio's a handsome bastard. He's 
probably crushing it. I would not want to speculate because I don't know the man's personal situation. Oh, but I would right. say that if he wanted to. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Giorgio Suclos, a smooth yeah. talking motherfucker. Everyone well, makes fun of his hair. He knows what he's doing. He knows he what knows he's doing. He's, he's, <laughs> he said the bitches are going to remember this hair. <laughs> he, uh, it was funny, man. He got upset at me when uh, I uh, retweeted the uh, thing about ancient aliens debunked. Oh. You know, he was upset. I'm like, look, uh, this is how I looked at it. You cannot be upset when someone points out mistakes. You can't shoot the messenger. And he was like, I didn't know you supported Christians. You know, the guy's a fundamentalist Christian. And I was like, okay, look, man, I like you a lot. And I like the whole subject of aliens a lot. But that guy who made that video pointed out a lot of shit that was inaccurate. And that's important. It's important to get shit accurate. It's important to not make speculations based on faulty evidence. And when you got a television show, you have a certain amount of responsibility. So... In my opinion, instead of being upset at that guy, he should be upset that they put something out that was inaccurate. But that doesn't discount the possibility that we could have been visited by ancient aliens. That's where everybody wants to take one camp or another. And this debunker guy, he's like convinced. I used to believe that too, but now I think it's been thoroughly debunked. Yeah. Nothing's been debunked. Yeah. This is, there's, there's one monkey, okay, that looks way different from all the other monkeys. Yeah. And the only thing that we resemble is dogs yeah. in that we are completely different looking, but we can breed with each other. Like Shaquille O'Neal could mate with uh, Miley Cyrus. I mean, they don't even look yeah. like they're remotely the same species. You know, yeah. Shaquille O'Neal is seven foot, whatever the fuck he is. Miley Cyrus is not a good example. Like, give me a, a, a really pale white girl who's tiny. Anyone. Bjork. Bjork. Okay. O'Donnell. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal could fuck Bjork. And they could have a babe. That's ridiculous. Well, the only place that exists in nature is with, with dogs. You know, like a baboon can't fuck a, an orangutan and get it pregnant. It doesn't work that way. But a dog, any dog could fuck any other dog and then just make another dog. Like you take crazy dogs like a beagle and that beagle can fuck a, 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 one of those giant Russian wolf dogs. You ever seen those things? Octavox or whatever the fuck it's called. This crazy thing looks like an American werewolf in London. I mean, it's the most ridiculous looking dog ever. Well, they could fuck and they can make a little crazy little hybrid baby. That's, uh, that only exists in people and dogs. And we know that human beings genetically engineered dogs. We know that, you know, by selective breeding and, you know, whatever, however the fuck they did it, they're not exactly sure, but they know that all dogs emanate from wolves. Yeah. Somehow or another, from wolves came chihuahuas and beagles and bulldogs. All of them originated as wolves, which is really fucking fascinating when you stop to think about it. Because we don't know about the origin of dogs. The origin of dogs is a very confusing and slippery subject. So then when you start talking about the origin of people, well, we fucking re resemble dogs quite a bit, folks. Okay? And we don't look like anything else around us. And we don't behave like anything else around us. We're way fucking smarter than everything else here. What's going on? Yeah. What's going on and how do we get here? That it video seems, that it seems vi confusing. That video, he was making it, he was trying to make it look like he was debunking the whole ancient aliens theory. Yeah, he, he pointed out some mistakes, and, but he was like debunking the whole ancient alien uh, theory. There's been a million documentaries on the shit that ancient aliens has done. It, what ancient aliens is doing is that's, it's already been done, but they're doing it. The, it looks the best. It's highly produced. It's on a history channel. So when I saw, when I first saw ancient aliens, I already knew all that shit from, um, I didn't know everything. I just, I learned a lot from ancient aliens, but the subjects were like the, all the stuff from, 
uh, Zachariah Sitchin. Me and Joe were both into Zachariah Sitchin. So, so to see it on uh, a major television network was awesome. Whether they get a date here or pounds off or whatever, that's on the TV show. It's not on the, the theory. We've, this is, it was, it'll be like watching a jujitsu uh, documentary done by NBC. Right, the guys at NBC—they don't know jujitsu that well, but they want to do a jujitsu documentary. They could easily get frauds or dudes that don't know—you know—they're uh, not real experts in jujitsu and put them on the show. And as a jujitsu expert, you watch that, and you're not going to—you know—this guy's a dumbass. They put that motherfucker in there. Right. They're not. And then someone comes around and says, "Jujitsu ain't shit. That guy's a fraud. He's not even a real brown belt. You know, he's a lying. They put him on TV, but." Mm. That would you're not denouncing jujitsu, you're denouncing the show. And he needed to be more clear about that. He wasn't fucking up the theories. Come on, get the fuck out of here. You're gonna tell me that uh you know, there's so much evidence I could go on and on. You're gonna tell me there isn't a possibility that there's some crazy shit going on. You think like you got it all figured out? There's a possibility that anything could happen. Any that you know it, Joe? <laughs> I'm if, done. If you if you look at the <laughs> There's a bunch of different things that happen to people, and one of them that's the most confusing to scientists is the doubling of the human brain size over a period of two million years. It's a really shocking fossil event. They don't know what the fuck did that, and uh, there's a lot of different theories about higher uh, protein consumption. We figured out hunting, and then once, once we started hunting, our brains started growing because they had to figure out how to outsmart the animals, and they connected to the throwing arm, the possibility that we figured out that we can throw things in a manner that no other animals can. So then we started catching things with spears, and that, that accelerated our learning curve. There's a lot of like weird, but the bottom line is it's a fucking crazy mystery. And if, if some alien race from another galaxy who was unbelievably brilliant and many, 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 many generations ahead of us in the future to the point where, you know, they realized that uh, in order to preserve intelligent life, you have to seed it. So you have to come to a planet that already has life, find the smartest thing there. What do you got here? There's this crazy monkey thing that's figured out how to use a stick to pick up ants. Okay, good. He's thinking. Okay, let's take some of them. And let's do some shit to their DNA, and let's see if they survive. And then they come back. They leave for a few thousand years or whatever and come back and see what the fuck we have. Well, what do we have now? Well, we have some new signals. They've developed nuclear weapons. What do you want to do? Fuck, that quick? And then they come back and check us out. It's very possible. It's, it, just, it's just as possible. possible as us sending rovers to, the, to Mars. We, we have done that. We have to realize that if we have done that, and we have existed in this, in this planet for 4.6 billion years. It took for a human being to get to this point. What, what if there's a planet that's 20 billion years old? You know? What if there's a planet that's just double it? Let's How, go to 12 billion. You know, what the fuck are we going to be like in 6 billion years or 4 yeah, billion years? Yeah. The whole crazy thing about the 10th the planet or Nibiru, that planet, is that who knows if it's out there really or not? Or who knows? But the the way the, pe the way people react to that theory is that there's trillions and trillions and trillions of stars and planets every fucking where. But if you believe there's a fucking other planet out there, you're fucking crazy. Well, the real problem you know? with the Nibiru theory is that it comes in between Mars and Jupiter every 3,600 years. That's the problem, is yeah. that we have depictions of shit that happened 3,600 years ago. It's not that reliable, 
but you're talking you would have to go you would have to go to like 1000 BC. I think that if a planet came around and filled the sky, there would probably be a lot of stories about it. And yeah. there's no stories about no planet. Yeah. It doesn't mean it didn't happen and didn't no, just yeah, yeah. fuck people up. Yeah, who knows if it happened or yeah. not, but to to re, th- that reaction like it's so crazy like it's so magical that there's yeah. another planet out there i would think I mean, that also that, you should be able to track that thing moving it, if it was yeah. in an elliptical orbit and if it's that big they who knows what we're getting who, well, who knows what info we're getting do you know have you there's a video out right now you know how you hear about all these different 2012 december 21st theories from asteroids to earthquakes to solar flares all the dark stuff and then there's people that say oh no it's a spiritual awakening time and oh the mind counter they didn't they didn't say anything about any total destruction or anything you hear there's all these theories right so there's this one theory that was is fucking great it's probably all bullshit but it's great dude there's a video on youtube this guy's a if you youtube mayan explains December 21st, 2012. It's a, he looks like a Mayan, like an Indian, dark skin, long black hair. He's got his Mayan little uh, headset on or his uh, bandana on or something. Like white clothes that kind of look like, like is that Elton John or is that Mayan? Kind of weird, right? And he gave a lecture in Santa Monica and the video is everywhere. And uh, I don't even, well, I don't know how uh, popular it is. It, it might be nothing. Now that I think about it. But anyways, the video is interesting. He gives a lecture on what's going to happen December 21st, 2012. And he explains the whole Mayan pyramids and everything. They should make that guy put all the money that he gets from that lecture in a box. Okay? <laughs> and if 2012, <laughs> December 23rd, rolls around to give you a 24-hour grace period, nothing happened? Okay. Yeah. We, no, we're going to take that money. No, back. no. This is, this is what he says happens. This is what he says happens. He comes out and he says, <laughs> first of all. Is this the guy? Yeah, I don't know. To all my brothers and sisters who listen to this message. It's mine explains. The dude's probably just hustling. Why is it so interesting? No, the the story. Oh, here, right here, right here. The story is badass. This one. The story is badass. Oh, the third one. That's it, right there. <laughs> what is it? Are you actually going to hear it? So now in these times There's something that really bothers me And it has to do with the uh, alignment uh, the planetary alignment that's going to happen on the 21st of December of this year. There's a great experiment that is going to be uh, fulfilled on that day. And this experiment uses the particle accelerators. Scientists are looking for the antimatter. And so they want to use this planetary alignment Para generar una vibración muy alta. To generate a very high vibration. Es un experimento que se llama proton proton. Proton proton. Doble es, proton. Okay. It's called the proton proton. Sí. Es un proton que se genera con con máquinas muy grandes. It's a proton that's generated with very large ma- machines. Un, eh, son dos partículas que que hacen girar en sentido contrario. And there are two particles that gen. Um, 
revolve in opposite directions. All right, stop now. Stop now. Okay, this is what I was. To. I was gonna really listen to him, no. except. He's full of shit, and he has a sleeveless shirt on. Those are two <laughs> things I don't like. No, but this is what he says. He says, what's happening on 2012, 21st? <laughs> you don't want to know? Why? He sucks. He's guy, this guy's just a bullshit artist. Okay, okay, okay. What's he I'm not saying? I'm just saying it's a cool story. Oh, okay. It's okay. a cool well, story. Let's just keep it going, then. No, forget it. You don't want no, to No, it's it? okay. Forget it. Forget it. Well, forget he's just it. some crazy guy with a fucking bullshit story. I found turd. Those guys are annoying. Let listen to him. When they come together, Estas partículas sueltan a los protones. when they collide, they let go and they release all of these protons Por el impacto. for the impact. Y estos protones and these protons los estimulan a dar otra vuelta en estas máquinas. they stimulate another round in the machine y golpean la tierra. and they hit the earth. De golpear la tierra, and when they hit the earth, se forma como una reacción en cadena. they create a chain reaction. Se Golpean los protones en dirección al magma. They create a reaction uh, towards the direction of the magma. El magma choca los protones. The magma hits the protons. Y salen disparados a la tierra, and hacia they, el exterior. And it shoots out to the exterior of the earth. Lógicamente que cuando salen, and so when they are released, rompen las capas tectónicas. They break the tectonic plates. Hacen que se fugue el metano. Metano. El metano, el gas. Oh, so they ignite the methane gas. Y el gas sale de la tierra. And the gas escapes in the earth. Y al momento de, en algún momento de la fricción. In one moment of that friction. El gas se incendia. The, um, the methane gas catches on fire. Sí, y al momento de salir al, al exterior. And when it is released into the exterior. He's just talking about what happens uh, with the, the Large Hadron Collider, the problems that's happening. He's saying there's an experiment, 2012, they're going to... Yeah, I understand what he's saying. This is stupid. And so that's how hundreds of hectares of, of forests are burned. Let me give it to you in a nutshell. You could stop it. You could stop it. How did you ever get this far? <laughs> How did you ever get so far and then repeat it and then bring it to us? And what's Will Ferrell doing in it? Is that Will Ferrell? Yeah, see? Yeah. What he's saying is that... This is what he's saying. This is what he's saying. For... for uh, um, between... During the galactic alignment... The, the reason he's explaining this part... this uh, The particle collider uh -huh. is that... On, they're going to do that on the on 2000 the, the 21st right when the sun is in the you know when it passes through the center of the galaxy uh -huh. he goes for eight minutes this is what he says for eight minutes that this is what why um, for eight minutes we're going to be hit with like energy from the center of the galaxy that where we feel enlightened like we're in a dream do you know that minutes. Neil deGrasse Tyson says that that alignment happens all the time that's total bullshit I, I never knew that. Yeah, he's an astronomer. I would go with him. And what does he say? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. He says it's bullshit. He says that uh, that alignment happens all the time, and that these people that are talking about this alignment, they're not astronomers. They really don't know what they're saying. That it's, it, it doesn't it's, happen every twenty six thousand no. years. Not according to Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he's a fucking brilliant man. He says that that every that twenty six thousand year cycle is bullshit. It's nonsense. Really? Yeah, he says it happens all the time. The, well, the, the precession of the equinox is a 26,000-year cycle. You're talking about a completely different thing. The precession of the equinox is the wobble of the Earth, and that is, that, that is 26,000 years. That, that's been proven. I thought that here's the center of the galaxy like a disk, and our sun 
it takes 26, it rotates like this around it, like that, and it takes 26,000 years to make that loop, and then it goes through the center, and then it goes this way, down, upwards, and then it goes through the center. That's what I read, but I could be totally wrong. I, mean, I don't even know what that means. I'm not really sure I know what that means. You know means. what I mean? Like the, the, the center of the galaxy, the galaxy is a disc. You were doing sh right? shit with your hands. Well, you know what I'm talking about? Hey, dude, this is not a good place. You're confusing the shit out of me. I'm looking <sighs> over my shoulder, I'm seeing people. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it does it work that way. I don't know. That's what I read. That's what, uh, or, or saw on the internet. See, that's the problem. Know. You know what Neil I mean? Neil deGrasse Tyson says nothing's going to happen. He says that, that that connection, that's like, that shit's there all the time. Hmm. <laughs> so the sun passes through the center of the galaxy all the time? Apparently. Is that what he's saying? Apparently the, the position hmm. that it's going to be in, he said it's, it's, it's happened many times. Hmm. That's what he says. These motherfuckers working on the Large Hadron Collider, though, they are unchecked. Unchecked crazy super geniuses. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that we should uh, stop the program, but I am saying that there's far too people that aren't concerned about the possibilities of what all the crazy shit they're doing. They're making, they're, they're absolutely making little black holes. Absolutely. When you create that Higgs boson particle, there's these microscopic black holes that are made that they don't have enough gravity to stay, uh, stay active, so they disappear really quickly. But what the fuck? Like, what, what kind of a crazy asshole uses a machine with the possibility of making a black hole? Because what's going to happen next? Are they going to be happy with these results and just stop there? What if there's, like, more spectacular energy that can be created, but there's a smaller chance the black hole sticks around a while? Are they going to go? Of course they're going to go for that. They're going to keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it. Because people are fucking infatuated with figuring out how shit works. And they're going to, things like the Large Hadron Collider, are just, it's just one step in a never-ending process until they get to technology that could end the universe instantly, all at once. That's like, it's almost inevitable. If you think about what they're doing now, Large Hadron Collider is a crazy idea. They are finding, the, they're recreating the conditions millionths of a second after the, the, the universe was created. That's what they're doing by smashing those atoms together. They're recreating this particle. The way they figured that out to build, Dude. what is it, like 17 miles like in, in, in a circle? 20, something like that? I think it's 22. Yeah. I think it's 22 miles. It might be 22 kilometers, whatever the fuck it is. And they far, smash? And they smash these atoms together. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's crazy. They fig not only did they figure it out, they've explained it, got funding. And then they're out there doing Man, it. What, that, is some, uh, that is alien right there. They're not us. Those yeah. are, I don't know any of people that can do that. How yeah. the fuck did they do that? Those are aliens. I mean, it's, it's like <laughs> it's a circle, like a tube in a circle, yeah. and they run particles like simultaneously, and then they run into each yeah. other or something. I don't understand it. I'm not smart. And then enough. when they collide, the explosion, they're, they're taking snapshots of the explosion to see – what the hell is going on? Yeah. They're trying to find the God yeah. particle. Yeah, well, they, they to, believe yeah. they've isolated that. And there's also something called quark-gluon plasma. That, that's another thing that they've created. They've created a new kind of matter that didn't exist before. They, yeah. they're, they're doing a lot of freaky shit. This quark-gluon plasma, I think if you made, I think the, the, the dimensions are a sugar cube would weigh 40 million pounds 
It might be billion. Let me see. Quark. I, I got. I got to pull that up because it's fucking crazy. When I read the the quote, gluon plasma weight. When I read the quote, I was like, "What the fuck are they doing? They're making some shit that is just like infinitely heavy." And uh, this is something that it was. Uh, I believe this was all. Basically, they were. This was all theoretical until really recently. I know that the um, they. Oh my god. They the quark gluon plasma has an approximate temperature of four trillion degrees Celsius. Holy shit. Four trillion degrees. There's just weird shit to like to reality and to matter that they're starting to figure out like things like this, like this quark gluon plasma and uh, the, the Higgs boson and, and whatever this new matter thing that they figured out, they figured out some new kind of matter that they've created. Like all of this is like very, very, very strange. Isn't it crazy getting most of our info from Twitter? Dudes yeah. out there hunting the latest, coolest info down and, and they just tweet it and yeah. boom, you see it on Twitter. Remember well, Family Matters? Yeah. That's a good show. What are you talking about? Uh, you were talking about matters, weren't you? Oh. <laughs> How dare you. How dare you, Brian. <sighs> you need to go to a doctor. I told you this many times. <coughs> what, what were we talking about before that? Before he came in and Large Haldron Collider. Why do you think that's funny? Sorry, you mean, think that's funny? Just I thought you were just be like, ha-ha, like that. No, it's impossible to move away from that one. <laughs> no, no, Don't worry about it. The, um, the, the network that we have, though, with Twitter, all the people sending you shit, it's really an cr- incredible thing that never existed before. Yeah. The idea that people all around the world find cool shit. They send it to you because they know you're retweeted if you find cool shit. Yeah. And you just keep yeah. doing that. So you're yeah. constantly, every day, getting new cool shit. The latest shit. shit. The latest you, cool shit. You know what's annoying, though, man? The occasional parody site. Fuck you, fake news. Fuck you with your fucking boring-ass fake news. That shit's boring. I, I, I don't like any of it. What I think that? The Onion does it really well. The Onion does it. They do. And by the way, it's The Onion. You go to The Onion, you know what the fuck The Onion is. Yeah. There's all these fake onions that are coming along. They'll make these fake stories. And occasionally they rope you in. And someone's like, dude, it's a parody site. Like, it's a parody site. What, what the fuck kind of parody is that? Where you just lied? What are, the, what are they? How, How is it a parody when you lie? It's just a lie. It's just a fake fucking. It's not, it's not even remotely weird enough to be <laughs> fake. You should check out The Young Turks if you haven't. We had the co host on today. The, the podcast, and I think you'd really We've like her a lot. We talked about that show a lot. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, we, we talked about it yesterday. Um, I talked about it with um, Shane Smith the other day too. Yeah. What What happened with her? Uh, did, she, did you know that that's the number one news right now? Her channel, her channel is the number one online news. That uh, makes sense. Isn't that crazy? It makes sense. People don't want to watch CNN online anymore. They, they, they know they're getting bullshitted. And then, by the way, they also know they're going to have to sit through these fucking commercials every time it jumps to a new story. You ever go to CNN.com? Yeah. Great source of information, but it makes you want to put your fucking head through a wall when you start listening to their videos. Because if you watch their video, every fucking video, you have to watch a 30-second commercial. So it's over and over and over again, and usually it's the same goddamn commercial. So over and over and over again, you're listening to this stupid nonsense about detergent or whatever the fuck it is. And you get to the point where you're like, this is crazy. Play me ten in a row, okay? Play me three in a row. 
You can't have a fucking commercial after each goddamn video. So that's how the Young Turks, they just sneak in. Yeah. Steal CNN's thunder. She said she'll come on the podcast if we ever want her. Okay, that would be beautiful. She, she was fine? I think you would like her. She's very intelligent. It's cool. Pretty, pretty cool talking to a smart chick. Yeah, I wonder uh, how much the CIA's been following her. If you're telling some real news on the internet. Whoever. Like one of those people. No, this is a different one. Eddie, have you ever been to a dance club where they, they uh, like somebody has like those little glowy pins that attach to their uh, their fingers? Like have you seen those? Sticks? Yeah, they're like, like glow they're like glow sticks that attach to your your fingers. I don't know. I haven't been to a club in a long time. It's so funny. I saw a guy the other day in San Diego, and he had these like little things that you attach to your fingers that that are like glow sticks. But you go like this, and they flash around. Like I guess it's like a a rave thing now that a popular. But it Kids was hilarious too, watching him dance with that shit. They're too lazy for glow sticks. <laughs> like you know what, man? I'm like I like glow sticks, but I want to carry things. Can you make them stick to my fingers so I can just move my fingers right. around? It's so weird. It's the, it's, the, it's the gayest with an H thing you will ever see somebody dance around with those things on his finger. Look, I've seen sadder, dude. I've seen a lot of sad shit. At least glow sticks kind of look cool when you're high. There's you something to them. It's funny how one uh, sort of a thing got attached to one drug, you know? It's ecstasy and glow sticks, you know? It's kind of interesting. Well, when you're on ecstasy, lights are way brighter. So yeah, well, and also it's like hypnotic when you see it like trailing in the air. You know, there's like yeah. a certain trail quality yeah. to those glow sticks. Here's a here's a guy. Uh, if you're looking at the video, oh, you don't have video over there. That sucks. Just play it in the uh, the the thing. What am I looking at? Here's here he has them on these like, oh, like glow, glow finger <laughs> things, and so you see these guys dancing around. And, oh my god. And it's the most His ridiculous fingers. thing ever. I don't know if there's any sound to it. But, like, this was like, I saw all these people in San Diego have them. Like, me and Doug Benson were at a dance club and saw, like, a guy doing this shit. And it's just like, is that the new thing? I, I feel like say, an old man. I would say it's definitely not the new thing. I do not see that catching on. <laughs> it was funny watching people dance with it. I didn't even know it existed, man. Would you ever do that? Uh, yeah, sure. If the movement <laughs> hit do it me, in Austin. If the rhythm gets me, I might go and put on some fucking glow stick thingies and dance like a motherfucker. Have you guys heard about this lawsuit where there's a pill that this dude took that turned him into a gay sex and gambling act? The, the court has upheld this ruling, okay? A ruling against the pharmaceutical giant, Glasgow Smith, they had to pay 197,000 euros to a man who claimed that the drug used to treat his Parkinson's turned him into a gay sex and gambling addict. What? Wait, yes. how, how, what's the translation of money? Was that 10 bucks that they had to pay? No, it's $151,000. Wow. They paid him $151,000. How is that possible? I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck happened. So the guy said the drug made him addicted to internet gambling and caused him to lose the family savings and steal to feed the habit that cost him 82,000 euros. And then he said he attempted suicide eight, ta eight times and became a compulsive gay sex addict, exposing himself on the internet and cross-dressing. His risky sexual encounters led to him being raped. What? All that stopped when he ceased taking Requip. 
This is the stuff called Requip. Requip. Requip has been known for years to have undesired side effects, but a warning only appeared on its package insert in 2006, the lawyer said. So this was in 2003. This guy was taking this stuff before the company admitted that there's some uh, horrific side effects with certain people. Some gay juice in there or something. Dude, well, it's funny, man. This pe- people are a series of, you know, like you, the way your, your whole system works. As you, there's a series of chemicals that interact with the body. And everybody has a different setup. And we all know people who can't drink. We all know people who can't. You ever met anybody who can't eat peanuts? This, they, those motherfuckers get nervous around peanuts. Like, they can't eat peanuts. Their, their throat will close up. There's some people that, like, normal shit, they're allergic to. Some, a lot of people are allergic to wheat, it turns out. Yeah. There's a lot of gluten now. It's, the body's weird. But I've never heard of something turning you into a gay sex addict. Who was the lawyer of the pharmaceutical company? Like, Earl Shive or something like that? Maybe this guy's just a really good liar. That, that's, that's, I would that's, like to see his testimony, please. Yeah. <laughs> If they paid, doesn't that kind of mean that it, they, yeah, it actually works? True. Well, it means they were able to prove to the jury. What does that mean? I mean, the juries generally try to side with people, I think, more than they would gigantic pharmaceutical companies. Mm-hmm. So the guy could just have an he – he could have got caught on this just mad fucking – gay sex and gambling binge and his wife found out and she's like if you don't seek help but it's ad- over and they admitted like, something on in 2006 they they admitted the side effects but they yeah. actually have to admit don't they the actual side effects that happened well i would assume it's not could gay sex addict because that shit would have been out by now i would imagine that there's a lot of people that take this parkinson's medication if they all became crazy gay sex addicts you guys want to try it that would be like a gay sex voodoo drug. Could you imagine if you took some shit and it made you a gay sex addict? Like if it was – if this human sexuality was that manipulated – manipulable? Manipulable? If it was that easy to manipulate where you, someone can actually add something to your system <laughs> and it would turn you into a gay sex addict. Oh, man. There'd be so many gay dudes doing well, that to straight guys. What's funny is the CIA tried to do that in Iraq. They were trying to create a gay bomb. And this is a true story. They were, they were trying to find out if it was possible to make something that could blow up over the city. It would rain down these people, and they would all fall in love with men. And it would kill their morale, and they wouldn't want to fight anymore. And they would be ashamed, and they would, like, they would lose their ambition to fight. Dude, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, it's really ridiculous, too, because the, the greatest warriors in the history of humanity have been gay guys. There's been a lot of gay sex in the Romans, a lot of gay sex in the Greeks. I mean, before North America ever even was populated with houses, these guys were fucking people up with swords and banging each other in the ass. So they were the kings back then. So the, the idea that you could drop a bomb on these Iraqis and then all of a sudden all this butt sex would just be going off and no one, no one would feel like they would need to fight back. Yeah. What if you turn them into like some crazy super warrior Greek homo gods and they just all started fucking Americans up because they loved each other because they're all gay sexing each other all day and they don't want they fight even harder because they don't want to lose their boyfriends. Yeah. And <laughs> they love going on the road, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for yeah. uh, they're like camels. You don't need a they don't need any pussy. That's a good way of looking at it, man. They could just wander through the woods. Imagine that shit if they really could. The CIA really was trying to do that. The um, CIA gay bomb. If you just 
Google that. You'll find the study. It's uh, it's hilarious. Yeah, it'd pro- probably be best, like, if you were running shit in Spain back in the conquistador days to get a crew of nothing but gay dudes, right? Because then you, you wouldn't have to worry about them uh, being all starved of sex and love. I guess. You know, the... Um... The other thing they would do is uh, they would apparently the CIA would make uh, fake Islamic gay porn. Fake they would like, okay. yeah, they would organize the gay porn and make it like dudes speaking Arabic. So they say, "Listen, you're gonna talk some Arabic, then you're gonna suck his dick, then he's gonna put it in your ass." And they they would organize the show themselves. They would organize the gay porn shoots themselves. So and then they would say, oh, look at all this Islamic gay porn. So the CIA was making gay porn in order to make the other side look bad. <laughs> I wonder if they were executive producing it or if they were like actually fucking in it. They had yeah. to fucking it. We can't. We're going to have to do this ourselves. We can't trust actors. Yeah. Look, what if they tell our story and the government could lose its battle with the Islamic terrorists? So listen, you're going to have to suck my dick and I'm going to have to fuck you. And ridiculous. Damn. The Those are some good are... ideas, though. If I was in the CIA, I'd be, I'll be up for it. I'd be pushing for that one. I'd be voting for that one. This would be funny. Would you want to be in the CIA and, and be in the gay porn division? Would you think that would be, that I would would be one be of the worst the, jobs? The, I'd want to be in the brainwash division. Like all the different ways to brainwash people. I'd be fascinated with that. They really did think that they were going to be able to do that. In the 1990s, they, were, uh, they spent a lot of money on this, man. The theory was that the bomb would release a chemical compound that would render the opposing troops so irresistibly horny that instead of raising their rifles to defend their nations, they would turn ravenously gay and raise something else into <laughs> and have passionate sex with each other. Dude, it sounds like they figured it out. Wow. And as an added bonus, the burst of gay sex would leave the enemy <laughs> troops emasculated with shame. How many dudes would like play tricks and pranks on their friends, dude, and slip some gay drugs in their <laughs> drink? Everybody, if, every, that would be like so common. That would be right? funny if you your teacher and then have gay sex with your teacher. <laughs> what if they really liked it? What if the, the like when they got on the gay drug and it was like, wait, they're like, look, I thought I was straight until today, but like the gay life is for me. I just need it's way more fun. I just need to take this gay drug like once every couple of days. Yeah. Give me a, a, a dose of hyper gay. I feel loved. Like they go to clubs and all of yeah. a sudden they can get laid. And they feel understood. Like this is a man. A man understands a man. Women pretend to understand men just to keep you around and sort of stare at you and shake their head at you every now and then because they're disappointed. But a dude understands a dude. The smells of a, being gay must be awful. Just being a gay person and the daily smells you have to deal with. Well, they don't all butt fuck. A lot of them just blow each other. So the smells would be pretty similar to what you're smelling already. Yeah, but when you're spooning up to your man at night and you just smell his butt, you know it's going to be worse mm. than a chick. I don't know, man. They probably Maybe like, like it. really clean. What if they're like a vegan? Oh, I was talking guy. about bears, guys. I was talking. Oh, only oh, bears? You, you, I know you'd get the clean one. Though. Is that what you, uh, <laughs> you think you would get? You'd I'd get, get like a, a Tom Segura or a Burt Kreischer. But would you guys be like <laughs> dual bears or would you, uh, would, you, would you like battle like those bears do in those open fields where they start pulling their hair out? Or would you just let them be the top bear? I don't know. It's a good you, question. Because bears seem to always get along for a little while until there's some pussy around. And then you see bears going off on each other and, and brawling in the fields. It's always pussy that brings him to that. So uh, I wonder if there was no pussy involved, it was just uh, two dudes, would that even would that even be an issue? I don't know. Maybe I, gay bears would be cool to like camp near. Hibernate with them. Hibernate. Hibernate. <laughs> Hibernate all over this man. If you wanted to have a gay relationship, 
would you want a gay relationship with a, a bear type gay dude, a super obvious, like, like oh, really no. super femme gay dude, or a dude who looks exactly like a girl but has a dick? Ooh. Because, you know, you ever seen someone I'd have else? to take that gay drug to give you an answer. <laughs> <laughs> would you take the gay soon drug for a TV in, show? As soon as it kicks in, you're like, oh, dude, I'm feeling it. Young Asian boys. Young could you Asian imagine? Boys. <laughs> could you imagine if we could do that for the podcast? We just contained ourselves inside a room so that we, we, we strapped we ourselves yeah, up to make sure extra yeah. tight. Make sure it's tight. Yeah, really, really <laughs> buckle yourself and take a spoonful of that shit. I wouldn't I trust just your duct buckles. Tape my dick. I would just duct tape my dick in my butthole just, <laughs> yeah, just in case. I wouldn't trust you guys. You, I wouldn't trust you at all, man. And then as soon as it kicks you, and as soon as it kicks you, like, dude, let me out. Come on, you can do it. Come on, dude. Come on, somebody, let me out. And, and he spits like, out. A, he spits out a key out of his it, mouth. It, <laughs> as it wears, yeah, exactly. Catch as it with your toes. We planned this. Catch it with your toes. I tried, bro. You saw how much duct tape I put. I tried. That's hilarious. All Houdini style. That would be ridiculous. You'd have to get see mama, the dudes buckles strapping duct tape. It's like that scene in uh, the Wolfman when he's uh, the, the, all the scientists are surrounding him trying to diagnose. I don't know if you ever saw the Benicio del Toro Wolfman. Stupid ass movie, but a cu- couple cool werewolf scenes and then the straps. They thought the straps were going to hold him down. No, no, <laughs> fucking burst right through that shit. Just like that gay lust would do for you. Yeah. Burst, burst right through with a giant raging hard on. Just purple and angry. Just demand satisfaction. Like that Dude. dolphin. And like then the dolphin. come down. The come down. Can you imagine? Coming oh, down from God. that shit. You already feel like shit. I wonder if you and they're like, like oh my God, being, I just sucked this dude's dick. You start being bi for a little bit. Maybe that's what it is. It's like, you know, I'm not drunk, but I'm buzzed. <laughs> <laughs> you start being bi for a little. I wonder if they're ever going to figure out a way, or if if humans keep evolving, if we're ever going to separate the idea of sex and making people. Because if you look at like, if you look at all the images that people claim to have seen, like of these aliens, the gray aliens, they all are sexless. They have no organs. They have no sex organs. You gotta wonder, man. If, if we st- if we keep fucking around with genetics and we keep fucking around with artificial skin and all this weird shit that's going on right now that they're they're in the middle of uh, experimenting with artificial cells, artificial atoms, like all, really strange. I don't know if they can do artificial atoms, but really strange shit. And the idea is that one day, what if they just say, listen, when we have sex, we have these problems and there's a lot of emotions we've figured out a way to isolate those same feelings and you can get that with a pill and then we can just recreate people with like skin cells we can make you a person and you could raise that person and the person just take a take a skin cell from you and run it through a fucking computer what do you want you want a boy you want a girl doesn't matter everybody looks the same nobody's got a dick and they come out and if we keep going if technology and the, 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 the symbiotic relationship that human beings have to it, if that shit keeps going, which it obviously is going to, we're going to start fucking with the human body. And we're, we're certainly more likely to move away from monkey instincts 
and and the 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 the, the certain needs that cause people to want to dominate others, to want to fuck others, to want to plant seeds. Like, well, if we really look at it all objectively, we might one day decide to slowly move away from that, and it might take a few thousand years. But if it might get to a point where as a culture, they've recognized that these lustful feelings that we enjoy today and that motivate people to build buildings and drive fast cars and, and uh, fucking learn how to fly a jet, those, that, might be, that might be a thing of the past. They, they might figure out a way to engineer human beings to the point where sex is no longer part of the equation. That's a real mindfuck, man. If they come up with something that feels better than sex, though, it's totally possible. They come up with some sort of an artificial reality, some simulated thing, some fucking or sex that you can eat, sex that you could eat. Can like you imagine you eat like something eat, and eat it's it delicious, and, yeah, and it's it, it fulfills your sexual flow. The more you fuck it, the better it gets. <sighs> I wonder how many people food? out there have yeah. zero sex drive, like they just have a condition. Or something. There's zero sex drive. They do not want to fuck ever. I'm sure there's who, quite a few. Who are those guys? I'm sure there's quite a few. I wonder if. If it's, you know, there's super happy people like that. Yeah. Yeah. Can Some, you be super happy? Sure. For if sure. you have, like, hobbies, you know, if there's things Kids. that motivate you. There's a lot of people that are just not motivated by sex. You know, I've met a lot of people that are in relationships that don't have sex anymore. That's when it gets really weird. And they tell you, hey, we're, like, more friends than anything. I mean, I don't even care anymore. Like, what? I know a dude... His wife had a baby. He, he had a hard time having, getting some sex as it was. Like, it was always the joke around uh, the set. We worked together. It was always the joke around the set. I always talk about he can't get laid. Everybody would talk about this poor guy who couldn't get laid. And then finally his wife had a kid. So I guess he got laid. And she got pregnant. And then she shut it off. No more. And his kid is now three. And he has had no sex with her since he got her pregnant. And that's just madness. Yeah. I'm like, how could a guy live like that? Like, how how could a guy like she just just no desire to please him? And he's like, I go, do you try? He's like, oh yeah, she shuts me down every time. Like, you keep trying. Wow. For Some years. girls probably think that you know I'm pregnant. It's it's uh, disrespectful to the baby or some kind of shit well, like no, that. Forget about that. The kid's three. Oh, the kid's three. There's been no sex since the baby. Like she got, she got a baby, and she's like, I'm, "I don't even like that shit. We're done. I don't need mm. it. I don't need you." That's crazy. That's a that's a bad situation for a guy to be in, man. That's a that's a that guy's like a heroin addict that lives with a, a big fat stash of heroin sitting on the kitchen table. <laughs> you know, it's all the, the all his needs could be sexually fulfilled by this other person. But this other person's like, yeah, no, nope, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. Well, if she does that, then obviously that's gives her her. She, he's allowed to cheat. I would I would say. Well, he should get out of the relationship. That's a bad relationship. Well, just don't bring it up around her. And you got a kid involved. Yeah, she'd probably be happy if you cheated. Get out of here, bitch. Yeah, you just stop trying to, to fuck her. me. They haven't had sex in three years. Three years, for a hundred percent. Oh yeah. He wouldn't bullshit. Oh no, he wouldn't bullshit. No, he's three good, years. Yeah, he's a good dude. Whoa. He's a really good dude. Shit. That would only last three months. Yeah. How long do you think you would last with, with uh, a, a woman if she refused to have sex? Three months. Three months max. is a long Depends time. Depends on she, what kind of reason she had. Yeah. What Maybe was the reason? Your dick stank. And it's over. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. It would depend on the reason. Like if you had did something wrong. Yeah. But if everything's fine and there's no sex for yeah. a 
couple weeks, I would think something was wrong. Like, wait, just two weeks? This is ridiculous. Two weeks? Yeah. You know, one week was ridiculous, but, you know, two weeks is just something's wrong. <sighs> well, they just don't need it as much. Some of them. Some of them need it more. That's when shit gets annoying. Some of them are addicted to it. The worst is when your chick wants to fuck more than you do. And you're like, Jesus Christ, I got shit to do. Yeah. You want another one? Yeah. God damn it. Can I just go to sleep? <laughs> yeah. Those are in the early days. Well, I think uh, a lot of t- uh, young people do that, too, to sort of distract them from the, the, the realities of life. Life is just so fucking confusing when you're young. You just want to escape and just fuck all the time and fall in love. I think they're just really, really hydrated and they need to get that shit out of them. I don't like it that I can't see your face. You fuck. <laughs> We're going to move this screen. Hey. No more of this. You're hiding behind there throwing shit bombs. <laughs> it's so fun. It's like, it's like a, a bunker. It's a bunker. It's so fun. It's fun, but it's, uh, it's also quite a conversation killer, you fuck. Occasionally they work, though. Occasionally they're really good. My ex was a squirter, that's all I was saying. Yeah, that shit's nasty. I like it. A lot of girls, like Dana Diamond, she says that's just piss. She's a line. But she's a girl, man. How can you say? She knows what's up. Squirting. The girl's pissing all over you, son. It's not piss. It has a piss smell type smell to it, but I don't think it's Oh, piss. well, as long as it has a piss type smell, that probably precludes the possibility of it being piss. I mean, why would it be piss if it had a piss-like smell? Maybe we need I to get Dr. Point. Drew in here. Yeah, Dr. Drew has no information that's accurate about marijuana. What the fuck do you think he would tell you about oh, squirting? He, he Is he mad that. at you? Would, you? would he still have you You're on going off all the information. No, I would do his show. No, I but, would definitely do his show. But you would think that he probably wouldn't want no, you on the show. No, listen, I've never said anything that's not true. Um, he's done some silly things when it came to marijuana. And the silliest thing is his nonsense that he says on a CNN show about these horrible uh, addictive withdrawals that people have and withdrawal symptoms that people have from marijuana. That's crazy, and he knows it. That is fucking crazy. The people who have any physical withdrawal from marijuana are extremely rare extremely weird. Yeah, but you know if you get rid- get get weed away from Joey Diaz that he would probably go through physical withdrawals. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, he takes days off of weed, man. It's not a physical thing. Joey likes to be high for sure. He's definitely ADD medicating or whatever the fuck he has. But Yeah, but we're talking but about if days he stop, Dude, he could t- <laughs> not look, he would get annoyed with you. Okay, he would want to be high again, but physically his body would not be addicted to it. So that's where withdrawal syndrome comes You're from. You're probably sweating at night, I think. I just see I him. Know, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, look, there's some people that get addicted to toothpaste, okay? There's yeah. people that get addicted to everything. There's a lot of weirdness in the world of addictions. But to say that it's like one of the more dangerous drugs or that there's like dangerous withdrawal syndromes, that's nonsense. It knows it's nonsense. Or the gateway theory. There's <clears throat> no connection. There's no connection in marijuana physically to addiction. It's not like opiates where there's an established connection of addiction. There's no chemical established like connection of addiction to marijuana it's not something that like robs your brain of dopamine and then you need it to like re-get your high again it doesn't work that way so for someone that discounts it and then the other problem is they 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 belittle it they say well look hey i'm I'm all for it you want to smoke your pot go ahead and smoke your pot that's what you want to do some people like to drink some people like to smoke pot 
And the problem with that is that they're talking from a non-experienced point of view. They're not a person who's had any psychedelic experiences, and they're not a person who has had any cannabis experiences that were enlightening. And you and I both have had some crazy experiences, eating it, smoking it, whatever, where we broke down some certain aspect of our life and changed things and, and looked at things in a different way and created things. And music has come from it and ideas have come from it and an, an understanding of yourself comes from it. And to discount that is ignorance, especially if you haven't experienced it. And you, you are dealing with a broken f group of people. You're dealing primarily with people that come to someone when shit is falling apart. But guess what? There's a lot of people that aren't falling apart. It's not the same drug as all these drugs that people are taking where they're scratching their face off. And you can't call it a drug. You cannot call it a drug because there's, there's no meth advocates there's no people, uh, you know, trying to tell you that you just get a little crystal and you're going to get your life in order. You know, get a little crystal and change your perspective. And why don't you just look at things in a fresh manner, bro? Just get a little crystal in your system and then listen to this song. Meth magazines. Yeah. <laughs> <Can you> imagine <laughs> where they show have posters of like the pinups of the. The crystal up close yeah. and shit. Oh, this is this is ice. This is oh so shit, that's this good. Is the ice. Shit from Breaking Bad. <laughs> this is the shit that the chemicals make. The um the photos and the high times and all those things are so hilarious. They yeah. have like pinups <clears throat> of weed. Yeah, I never got that. That's ridiculous. I love weed. You know that, but I've never been into weed so much where I'm gonna put up a pinup of like you know purple haze or some shit. It really is beautiful. I can't wait until it becomes legal because when it becomes legal, I'm gonna start eating it. And I don't even mean to get you high. I mean eating it raw, which, by the way, can't get you high. But apparently it's super nutritious. Like marijuana and the seeds and, and, the, and like eating it raw, apparently Like the bud? Like the bud you, know, you would the smoke? The bud, the leaves, just all that shit. Yeah you, yeah, you just pluck it off the stem. You don't want to eat the stems. But all those leaves and shit, apparently it's like really nutritious. Apparently eating marijuana is like super good for you. And it doesn't get you high at all. You could juice it really good for you if you juice it. There's so many different per – it's, it's almost, it's, it almost seems like a joke when you start talking about all the different things that it can do. It's like, come on. If it could do all those things, let's be realistic. It would yeah. be legal. Come on. Yeah. That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. You find out you can eat it. You can make houses out of it. Like what? What, what else? What gets you high and you can make houses out of it? Yeah. You know, Henry Ford made the first fucking car out of it. The first fucking car. The, 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 the fenders of the car, the body of the car was made out of hemp. That's how much they respected <clears throat> the it. The whole like gateway that. drug thing is ridiculous, too, because 95% of all the stoners I know, they don't do heroin or meth. They just smoke weed. If it was a gateway drug, that'd be a big problem with all my friends with meth and heroin. There's not a problem. The whole gateway thing is all bullshit. They're going to they're gonna find a way to stop people from smoking weed, and what they're going to do is they're going to mix up that shit from that Parkinson's medication. They're going to get it into the weed supply. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's going to go gay bomb with the weed. You know, with Colorado, you know, you hear, we talked about this about a week ago, that they had one of the worst economies in the state, and now with, with weed, they have one of the best in the states. I mean, that's what I was told. I don't know if it's true, but yeah, that's that incredible? A, that doesn't seem like they would. How, okay, let's, let's look. Um, economic impact in Colorado. Unless I was told total bullshit, and it could yeah, be. That sounds like one of those, dude, they were ready to totally close the state. And quit being a state, and then weed came along, and now they're rich. It's amazing. <laughs> no, it wasn't like quite like no? that. Okay. No. Uh, of weed in Colorado. Yeah. 
If that's true, isn't that I should write marijuana. Isn't that something that would influence other states if it did that, if it completely turned their economy around? The real issue is the problem that dummies get to vote. That's the real problem. The real problem is dummies get to vote, and a lot of dummies have these like fundamentalist ideas about it, and they just they just can't accept the fact that first of all, you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want to do. I'm a grown man. You're a grown man. Just because you believe in you know uh, whatever doesn't mean you can stop me from doing what I want to do. If it doesn't hurt anybody else, so that that right away is a problem because not everybody agrees with that. There's a lot, there's a lot of fucking dummies, and but those the, dummies get to vote. But how many how many states have medical marijuana now? I believe it's uh, 16 or something like that now. 16? They just made um, Massachusetts, just got through. Can you find that out, Brian, how many states are medical marijuana? Because it was 13, like, it seemed like eight years ago. And, like, now, Brian, you didn't want to do that? No. No? The internet's not working on this laptop very well, so I'm trying not to fuck anything up. Okay. I'm using my phone just to look at Twitter right now. All right. Well, oh, let's cool, assume cool. it's a lot. Let's say – I think it's like 16. But the um, – I think that eventually the the, the, the Washington states and the, the Colorados, the 18. two places – 18. Wow. The, the two states that made it legal, the, what's going to be really interesting to see is what happens from here. Because if the federal government still decides to fuck with them, they can. And that's where it gets really strange. So if these people start up legitimate weed stores that are legitimate under their state law, just like liquor stores, pay their pay their taxes and all that shit, does the government come down on them? Because they can if they want, and they have before. There's a case of a guy from um, Montana, and it's uh, he's becoming a, a, a big martyr once people found out about it on the Internet. Because this guy regularly had law enforcement from state law enforcement. He invited them on tours of his grow-up. He did everything legit, everything by the book, checked, double-checked with everybody, followed the state law to a T. But the government came in and arrested him under federal laws. They wouldn't even let him use the term medical marijuana because it doesn't exist federally. So this guy's looking at 80 years in prison, and this guy did everything correct. Hmm. That's where it gets – What state was that? Montana. Hmm. That's where it gets really fucking squirrely because, look, when there's a guy who's not hurting anybody and he's giving someone something that should be legal in your area because the people voted on it, if you want to lock that guy up, you're the criminal. And that, that, that's, a, that's an important point to make in this society, that just because someone wrote some shit down on paper – and you can interpret it in a way that you decide you could put someone in jail. And if you put someone in jail that's not doing anyone any danger, and you put someone in jail for 80 fucking years for selling happy plants, you're a criminal. Like, you're a, a cultural criminal. Like, that's someone who's robbing society. That's someone who we have to pay. We pay them tax dollars, and they arrest people who aren't hurting anyone. You're telling me there wasn't other shit you guys could have done? You're telling me those cops that arrested that guy, they, they couldn't have been, like, busting burglaries or burglaries or, uh, or arresting murderers or, you know, fucking kicking down the door of a, a, a crack house? Why the fuck are they going after this guy who keeps having cops and law enforcement and mayors over his property to show them his grow-up because everything's done under state law and paying his taxes? Because there's a bunch of criminals in government, man. The actual government itself is filled with criminals, and they think that they're allowed to do it because it's written down somewhere. Federal law. The federal law against marijuana has been the same since 1935. The federal government does not change its position.
federal government doesn't change its position. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. That that is one thing. I mean, if there's anything that makes the government out to be whores, it's their stance on marijuana. It's one of the one of the biggest whore-like stances because scientists should have long ago convinced politicians that there's massive benefit to this country if we grow this stuff. If we grow it, if we sell it, look, there's cultural benefit, there's artistic benefit, and then there's farmers benefiting financially, not just by selling the drug, but by selling the hemp and all this shit. But no, <laughs> that's not the kind of fucking law enforcement we have here. Eddie Bravo. Yeah. They don't think right. It's crazy. You're good for about an hour and a half, dude, and then you always do this. You just lock down. You're a, a burst of stories, and then you just, like, settle in. <laughs> That's the the first wave of the weed. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good, man. The first wave. I agree with you. It's, it's, it's incredible. Annoying. I mean, it's, it's incredible what the information that's coming out with. You know, not, you know for the last 10 years, we've been talking about you know, all this fishy-ass shit that the government does, like with 9-11. All this fishy-ass shit. Did you see the, the news report where they finally released a, a, a video from Hotel Surveillance? It was on the news. It's on YouTube. Where they show, but before they only showed three frames of the explosion at the Pentagon. Now they show the whole thing. There's an explosion. There's no plane. You know what? what is this? There's a video on, on YouTube. It's just... Uh, what is it called? Hmm, maybe Pentagon Explosion? Yeah, just put Pentagon Explosion video. All right. You in this is legit? I mean, it appears to be legit. I, you know what? Even even if it isn't legit, if it's like a hoax, it is it's still it's like a, you know, the government is like the neighborhood whore, you know. It's if if she gets accused of boning your friend Tommy, you're like, you know, it's probably happened. Even if it didn't happen, she's still a whore. You okay, know this I mean? is it, the, the actual hidden footage. No airplane. This was October of 2012, so that must be the new shit, right? Only 992 views. I would think it was around for like more than a month, more than 1,000 people would see Maybe it. there's a bunch of videos, like maybe they made copies. Okay, let's see what happens here. Hmm. Wow, that's hard to tell. Um, it looks like, first of all, it's way in the distance, and it's really blurry as fuck. I guess this is like a security camera, but it it actually does look like someone flies in there. It actually does, dude. That like that looks like it a looks fucking, like a plane. The plane. last, yeah, the oh, last. You know what? It could be a. You know, well, people are saying it's either a bomb or a missile. Yeah, there's there's actually something like really clear. Watch, watch this. Look at this right here. There's something really clear that comes in right now. Watch. See that? See that white thing? And then boom. See that? That's like a plane. There's something right here under this that comes at it, and then it hits. See it? Watch one more time. Right here. Back and to the left. Right there. Back see that? To the left. Boom. It's like you can see something fly into it. These people are crazy. Um, the, the, the news report, if you listen to the news report, actually listen to the audio and listen to what they say. They say there's no plane. They go, look, and guess what? There's no plane. Yeah, maybe they're retarded. Those people that are reading the news, man, they ain't so smart. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, those fuckers, all they do is they just read off a prompter. I'm, I've never been uh, impressed with the knowledge of the people that read the news. They, can all, they can all suck it. 
I don't know what happened to the Pentagon, but that shit looked like a plane just hit it. But it doesn't mean it wasn't like also uh, there's the, the big theory is that it was some sort of a remote control plane that they've had remote control planes since the 1960s. We know that because they wanted to use them in that Operation Northwoods. One of the plans involved using a drone airliner, sending it up in the air and blowing it up and blaming it on the Cubans. So if they could do that in the 1960s, if they could blow up a plane back then, they could probably pilot things r remote by now. And uh, apparently they can. And it's been proven that they can. They absolutely can. They can land them. They can take them off. They can, they can actually put planes in the air. So the, the crazy conspiracy theory, as far as I was concerned, was that the mo the, one of the most fascinating ones, they all, they all you know, have a hint of nuttiness, but the most fascinating ones was that there was some sort of a drone and that that's how those planes crashed into the buildings and that they couldn't be uh, engineered like, like, or rather the, the, the people that were flying them probably couldn't have pulled off those maneuvers but that if you had it on a remote control, it could work. That was what the, some pilots had uh, speculated, especially like the Pentagon one. The Pentagon one apparently pilots like really trip out about because they've done like these simulations and no one's been able to recreate it in the simulation. You know, they have like a simulation machine. It shows like exactly the path that the plane took when it hit the Pentagon, and these pilots can't even do it. It's really hard to do. <laughs> yeah. It's so low and the ground's there, and you've got to time it so perfectly. Yeah. How are you going to... It's interesting, yeah. man. Yeah. I don't think I've I don't, I don't think I've seen a video where a pilot was able to recreate it. I've only seen failures, but that doesn't mean that people haven't done it. Yeah, it just means I haven't seen it. But it's uh, the, you know, that's possible. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past any nefarious organization, domestic or foreign, that they could look if they if they if anybody's willing to fly planes into buildings, are they? Yes, clearly we saw it happen somehow or another. That was somebody's idea. Okay, those planes that flew into those buildings, they didn't just fly in on their own. Okay, so for sure, somebody piloted planes into the building. Why would we think that they wouldn't do it remotely? <laughs> Why would they, you know, we, 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 are we really truly convinced that people piloted them themselves? I think yeah. it's uh, really tough to be sure that someone's going to fly a plane into a fucking building. It's really tough to be sure. You could hope they do it. But it's better to be safe. And the way to save is get them to do it, tell them they're going to do it, and just wire the whole thing up. We'll do it ourselves. So if, yeah. in case they chicken out, <laughs> you yeah. might chicken out, man. You might, like, fucking one more pass, one more pass. I'm going to go around again. I'm yeah. going to go around again. Keep those passengers out of here. Like, you might get close and then pull up, pull up. You know that crazy guy, John Lear? Yes. He's, he's like, one of the craziest dudes ever. He's hilarious, though, the shit he says. He'll say the craziest shit. And I heard his take on that. And he said, you know, he, he's a CIA pilot. He said, and you know he's the craziest motherfucker out there. He's probably a disinfo agent. Totally. Yeah. He, if anybody was one, that dude would be a CIA ship. Wasn't well, he like a billionaire or something like that? He was, uh, his, his dad owned Lear Jets. Right. And he was, uh, you know, as far as him being a pilot for the CIA and being a, a highly decorated pilot, he's got like records and shit. That's all true. Wow. But he says crazy, crazy shit. He says that there's no way that, that someone could have hit that tower without practicing. Because you're going so fast that you would have to take a couple rounds and time. He said you'd have to look at a building and go, well, when that building hits, I have to be right here. And it takes a couple passes to nail a building because you're going so fast. That's what he said, but he could be full of shit. And I don't know, I don't know anything about being a pilot, but that's what he said. Yeah, I don't imagine that they would leave it to chance. If they do have remote-controlled things that they could put on airlines, I would imagine they would just do that. 
That would be the way to do it, you know? Like the latest shit coming out on, you know, the the conspiracy theory has been, look at all this fishy shit. Now the latest shit is, uh, like, what companies and securities companies and brokerage, and and they're tying it into the collapse of Russia. When Russia was collapsing, all these shady-ass people high up, I don't know what you want to call them, were buying up all this Russian shit and laundering it through securities, like $250 billion of securities. Like they were just snatching. They made a cash grab in Russia, but it was all illegal laundering shit. And every 10 years, uh, every 10 years, like that was, that was in 1991. So 2001 was the year that they had a review. That, you know, it takes 10 years to review and make sure everything, all the securities to make sure they're all legit and all that shit. I really don't know how it runs. But they're tying it into – they had to blow up the security brokerages on the building because they were going to check and they were going to find out like George W. Bush's dad. What is he, George Herbert Bush or whatever? Mm-hmm. He, like it was all CIA international <laughs> banker shit and it all ties into the collapse of Russia. And this the, is why weed is illegal, these yeah. kind of conversations. Yeah. Because uh, when you smoke weed, you go, dude, it was all tied in, man. It's crazy shit. Like, who knows what's real or not, but it the, the seems like they're tying one, it all together now. The craziest one, and I, you know, I try to be as open-minded as I can with these things, but if you don't admit that this one's nuts, I think you're crazy. And that's the Donald Rumsfeld one. When Donald Rumsfeld came on t- television on September 10th and told everybody that there's this real issue with missing money, there's trillions of dollars. But they're going to get to the bottom of it. Two hundred and twenty trillion, two hundred and thirty trillion, or something. Uh, who knows what the number was? Even but if it was a hundred trillion, it was yeah. one trillion. That's yeah. a that's fucking. Enough. That's a lot of money. But they, they, the, the, the very area where they were working on this, the accounting offices was hit by the plane. Yeah, yeah. And this is on YouTube. Rumsfeld making that that it's on YouTube. Donald Rumsfeld saying that. You know what? The real enemy is here, here in our country, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. Apparently, there's $213 trillion. Whatever the fuck the money, the yeah. number was. That the and we're going to get to the bottom of it. The enemy is here in the Pentagon. Next day, they blow up the accounting office. And, <sighs> and apparently, the naval intelligence, they were on to what was going on, this covert laundering scheme with, through securities. So... All, like uh, most of the people that died in the Pentagon were all the accountants and a lot of all the high ups in uh, the naval intelligence because naval intelligence was actually looking into these securities and these Russian. So they had a blow and the naval intelligence headquarters was Tower Seven. The crazy one of the craziest things is that the government investigates the government. Like the, the, this whole thing with this General Petraeus. You know how this happened? The guy got, uh, got busted having an affair and he had to resign. It's because the FBI was investigating the CIA. Like they investigate each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, the FBI listened to a complaint by this woman. She calls the FBI and says this other woman sending her harassing letters. And so she, they read the letters and then they go back and forth. The whole thing's hilarious. The government was spying on the government. Yeah. So they, they, these motherfuckers, it's so addictive to them to like spy on people and bust people and Apparently pull information. Apparently the CIA don't like the FBI and crazy? the DEA. The DEA and the FBI are like kind of together and the CIA, they're separated. Wow. It's crazy. Well, then there's the NSA. 
you know, that's that's where it gets really squirrely. Like, yeah. who's or what is that? What's going on there? There's yeah. so many of these fucking things. And this is some shit that Kennedy was scared of in the 1960s. Kennedy was saying in the 1960s, we have a shadow government. You know, there's like, what the? When he got into office, I bet it was like, what the fuck? Big, crazy-ass shadow government running things. And then you get a guy like Obama in place. It's like, this is our last hope. Yeah. A, a, a rational, sensible a, guy that looks like us. That seems was a great like trick. Us. That was a good one. I wonder if that's what it is or if it's a, he get he just really doesn't have the power. That's to, it, though. That, no, that is the trick. The, the, the trick is he has no power. No He's trying as yeah. much as he can to sort of s slowly turn the tide, but that the people that are in positions of power, they've done it this way for so long. Yeah. That's what's really fucked up about it, the you idea know, that these guys got away with it like this. Like, you know what's crazy is Tower 6, there's Tower 1, Tower 2, Tower 7. Tower 1, 2, and 7, they implode and they fall at free fall speed. Tower 6 and Tower 4 just had massive bomb explosions and debris falling on them. But bombs exploded. They and, did? Bombs and exploded? Bombs exploded. In Where did you hear Tower that? 6. I never heard this. Man, there's so much. And bombs in Tower 6? Yeah. Bomb people, you got to be careful, though, because people make shit up. I haven't heard anything about bombs. Bombs go to go to nine one one conspiracy nine eleven. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not going to that. Go to nine eleven conspiracy. They're not going to get me. I'm not doing it. Okay, I, I don't have the time. There's no way. I mean, you don't think a bomb went off in Tower Six? Um, I didn't hear. What about if it, it did though? But let's just say, what if it did? And this is the story. A, a bomb went <laughs> off in Tower. There's pictures and video. It's, you love. How, how could that be crazy <sighs> when you're, you're, you're bashing the government all the time, but then a bomb goes off in Tower 6 is no, funny? I think there, How is that funny? I think that there is, uh, amongst, especially amongst people on the Internet, there is a very real desire to uncover hidden secrets. And sometimes it gets so far that they reach. Dude, bombs went off yeah. everywhere. Maybe. I, I, I believe it's possible. I, I've seen the testimony. Well, I think there was also explosions, and there might not have been bombs because there were so many fires. I mean, that was one of the, uh, the, 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 the excuses they used for Tower 7. The only one that makes sense is that there was diesel fires because they had diesel generators, and apparently they had just a fuckload of diesel, yeah. and that shit caught on fire. And if, if that was the case, I could see it, like, gutting the place with some crazy fire and maybe it falls down i just look i'm not bright enough but wouldn't it be weird though if it if it was true you're you're saying maybe it is maybe it isn't mm -hmm. you're not saying definitely it isn't because you, you know you wouldn't say that so maybe let's just say a bomb did go off and there's picture and video of a uh, it looks like uh the oklahoma city bombing that building mm. and um the office that was bombed was the el dorado task force which investigates um, all these securities and the money laundering and all that shit. And they were investigating the whole Russian collapse. There was a lot of shit. It was a covert economic operation, and uh, and there it was being investigated. I mean, yeah. You, how many people would have to be involved in something like that? And they blew that office up. That was investigated. That office in Tower Six. It wasn't even Tower One. A bomb goes off in Tower Six. It was that office. They just blew it up. Well, how many, pe how many people do you think would have to be involved in something like that? And how would they? How would they do this? Would they do it through emails? Yeah. According to this theory, okay, according to this theory, I don't know what's true or not. I'm just reading these theories. According to this theory, it was all about they had to get rid of these brokerages and the people, Naval Intelligence and the El Dorado Task Force, because they were about to investigate at the 10-year, because they're 10-year securities. Whatever that means, they're like bonds or something or CDs or something worth over $240 million. That's what the investigation was about. They finally were going to... Uh, uh, there's so many like AIG is is 
uh, supposedly, according to this theory, AIG, that insurance company, well, they're more than just insurance. Like, they're involved in all – they got CIA ties and all this crazy shit. They had to cover it up. They had to, This is according to this theory. They needed to blow all that shit up so those transactions could slide through during the chaos. And they wouldn't – because the Federal Reserve at 911, they, they, uh, they took execu- like emergency power. So that day they took emergency power so they could do whatever they want. The Security and Exchange Commission, they did a, they had an emergency um, uh, procedure that they've never done before, which meant that we're, we got a lot of chaos here. Let's just run all these securities without checking them and let's just run these through. Bam. That's what they did. So that's a theory. Who knows if it's true, but it sounds pretty fucking well, crazy. I, I don't know if they did that. So I think speculating about it is silly. Yeah. But yeah. what I do know is that a lot of people banked on those airlines fucking up. And they like sold a lot of their shares like they knew some things were going on. Like huge, significant crazy. numbers on American yeah. Airlines. They shorted their stocks. Is that alone? It's like really squirrely. Like, what the fuck? I mean, that, that alone, if it is true, and apparently it is, that, that I feel like that should be like a big point of investigation. And if it is true, and I've seen it reported in multiple supposedly valid websites that, that deal with the news, if that is true, like, there's just the fact that that hasn't been investigated. It makes you just go, how many Isn't people... That crazy? How many people can be involved in it? If, you, if we really have a really crazy sort of a fake democracy and they're just stealing and engineering shit and blowing shit up on occasion, how Taking. many people have to be involved? And how come nobody wants to rat them out? How come nobody wants to make like the ultimate book? From the shadows. And, and they're, they're going right to Afghanistan, taking all the heroin. Come on. They're gangsters, dude. It's amazing. It's so everyone amazing. just accepts it. They're What's so accepting. amazing, it feels fake. But I think that part of the thing is that they did it this way for so long that that became how you did things. And then when the internet came along... And all of a sudden, people go, wait a minute. What the fuck are they doing? They can do that? And they can do this? Like, who would have found out about the National Defense Authorization Act and the indefinite detention of American civilians without right to trial? Who would have found out about that if it wasn't for the Internet? Of course. You wouldn't have found out it from CNN. You don't even find out about it from CNN.com. When people say, say, oh, where do you get your information the internet like yeah. where do you go fucking libraries where else are you gonna go you're gonna go to fucking li- you go to the library you're fucking 12 you're going to the library you go you go on your computer dumbass right. everyone gets their information from the internet well that's where it gets really Jesus. weird though because you got to make sure that you really trust your sources so there's yeah. like there's some sources that you know like man you know like like there's a the, like in england they have the daily mail now, they, those motherfuckers will write anything. <laughs> you get an article and it's from the Daily Mail, you gotta go, oh, wait a minute, the Daily Mail, shit. Well, it might to, be real, but it might yeah. be bullshit. But listen to Amber Lyons, you know? So you, yeah. we have proof through Amber Lyons, we have proof mm-hmm. that everything we see on CNN, you gotta question it. You gotta question everything. You can't ever trust the government. Well, it's a business, man. They're, they're, they're running a show. Those news shows, they check them for ratings. They wanna make sure that people are tuning in, and if they're not tuning in, they'll report place a girl and move a guy and do this but or do that. according to Amber Lyons, it's more than that. It's not just about ratings. It's about there's certain shit they can't oh, yeah. fucking say. Well, it's it's, more I'm saying ratings. it's a business. And, yeah. you know, if you're in the business of, of news, there's only way – one way you get access to that news, you know, you have to be able to go to countries. You have to be able to do. As soon as you like piss those people off, they you can't get in there anymore. You're done. You you're removed from this. Oh, you can't go to Congress anymore. Like these people to this day, I'm sure that have 
websites or what people that you know want to get press passes for certain things. They want to be able to get into areas where the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal get to, and they can't get in just because you have a website that has a million hits a day. It doesn't mean that they're going to let you into the. Yeah. Like you can't like lob questions at the president just because yeah. you have a big antenna. Yeah. yeah. But. It really should be that way. I mean, if a guy has a big antenna, that means like Perez Hilton should be able to ask the president questions. Yeah. I mean, why not? Perez Hilton's uh, got millions of fucking hits every day. Why not him? I, I, mean, asking, I feel like he would have probably questions more along the lines of how I would think than a lot of these fucking weirdos that you see that get elected to Congress and get elected to the Senate. Well, you like, like, like that dude that was trying to be uh, a president, Paul Ryan, the dude who was running for vice president, that silly bitch. Did you pay attention to him at all? I didn't pay attention to him. Oh, oh. my goodness. That, the Mitt Romney guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, his his running mate, first of all, he was he lied about like how fast he could run a marathon. Like he said a ran a mar- he ran like a 3 hour plus sub sub 4 hour marathon, which apparently is like world class. Like you have to be like a serious fucking athlete to be able to run a marathon in under under 4 hours. And then he changed it afterwards. Like he's ah, oh, it was like 6 hours or whatever, you know. They probably picked him because he yeah. was terrible. They go, well, get here, get here, get, get what's his name, Paul Ryan? Well, he's a good speaker. He's a good speaker, and uh, he was pretty charismatic. The real problem is under the really bright lights, he folded. Yeah. And the really bright lights, he just bullshitted a little too much, got a little too cocky, some shit that he could have said in Idaho. Yeah. He, could, he got away with it on the local news. Yeah. You really can't get away with that shit when it's on Fox News and everybody yeah. research what the fuck but you say. Whoever put him in that position... They, they knew that about him. They go, oh. it's, it's, it was so? like, it was like no one else with John McCain, it. with John McCain, I think, you know, the, the world is run by corporations and wall street and all that. They have all the goddamn power. They're fucking. Yeah. But I mean, shit, when you're right? tra- trying to get a guy like Paul Ryan into position, they do it because it seems like it would work. He's going to listen to us. He, you know, he's going to play ball and it'll work. You know I mean? That's, yeah. that's, but it, to me, I'm just throwing this out there. Who the fuck knows? So I'm you're looking saying, for a conspiracy in the conspiracy. Yeah, I'm thinking like think with John McCain and Sarah Palin, John McCain and Sarah, it's like, get mother, there's no way that dude who's about to die is going to become president and then we put a crazy bitch as vice president. It almost seems like we need Obama to, to win, to handle all this shit. See, get us, hook, this, hook us all up. That's, that's one that's way of looking seems. at it. This is the way I look at it. I think that in order to get to any position of power, whether you're a senator or a congressman or whatever, by the time you get there, you got so many motherfucking skeletons in your closet yeah. that you know, you're like Teddy Kennedy. Never could really run for president after he yeah. drowned that girl. Yeah. And there's a lot of shit that these dudes do. Fuck yeah. So it's hard to find a guy who's pretty clean. And Paul Ryan, pretty clean. Seems like a nice family man. Says a lot of shit about taking personal responsibility. Toes the Republican line. Look, the guy looks, he looks fit. He looks like a man's man. Have you, have you done marathons, Paul? I did a marathon under four hours. He did a marathon under four hours he's our guy and then they get in there and they find out the guy's a bullshitter i think it's more likely that but i do agree that in order to get to that position they they got to think that they can do something with you they got to think that you're going to be able to play ball with them and a girl like sarah palin they went with her because they were they were desperate there was no one else. I mean, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing, man. They, they were trying to figure out some way to reach women voters. And one of the best ways is to have uh, a strong woman that represents women. And, you know, she represented the strongest aspects of, like, a, a frontiers woman. Bitch lives in Alaska, okay? She's got big old titties and a gun. 
like they thought women were going to go bananas for that. That women were going to go yes, and that would be enough to push them over the top. They would get all the women votes. The same way Obama got a lot of the black vote. Like a lot of people were like, "There's no way I'm not voting against Obama." And people got mad. Black people got mad at other black people that were going to vote for McCain. You never saw anybody that was black that had a fucking a Paul Ryan shirt on. You know, no one had a Mitt Romney, Paul Ryan shirt on that was black. There may be a few dudes that just wanted attention. But if they really thought it through, there's no way they would have done that. It just seems like a big show to me. It seems like it's all like a reality oh, it's definitely show. definitely a big show. Like almost scripted. Like well, it's a big show. You, you know that because they don't, they don't have any more than two candidates. They used to ha- let extra candidates in. When they, the last time they did that was with Ross Perot. He was the last independent. And that guy fucked everything up, man. Because he, he got his own television show. He, he took over NBC. Like during prime time, he bought the time. And he went on and told everybody how you're getting fucked. Told everybody what the federal bank is. And he told everybody where taxes go. And, and told everybody that's insurmountable debt. And this is how you've been set up. And, you, and, and he did it on television. And because of the fact that he had so much money, that he could get away with doing shit that traditionally only the Democrats and the Republicans could do. But all of a sudden there's this independent that's like stealing you know, 20, 30% of the vote. And it fucked up the whole thing. And that's how Bill Clinton became president. Because <laughs> they're like, and there you go. That guy, he ruined everything. So then the Commission for Presidential Debates, they changed what it takes to, uh, to be able to uh, compete at the, at, at the highest levels. Hell yeah. You, you couldn't, you know, they'll, they'll let a lot of kooks, like when you have like Republicans, you have like 10 Republicans, they'll let the Herman Cain's in, that they know Herman Cain, like that dude fucks everything. He's got like 50 bitches on the side. He just couldn't keep them from bubbling out under the woodwork. You the know, black guy? The guy who ran, a, he ran the, the pizza company. Did you see all the different women that came out that said he was, he was banging them? No. Well, you can't do that and run for president. Like, you can yeah. do that and run a pizza company. He totally did it and pulled it off. But they, they know certain shit like that. They know yeah. guys are not going to get that far. It's a little song and dance until they get down to the main guy. And there was a couple of main guys. And the big main guy was this Mitt Romney character. So that's her. It's like it's always going to happen the way, this way. And all the people that are in place behind the scenes, they all watch it all play out. But it doesn't matter who wins. The same people are paying those people. Socially, I think we're better off with a guy like Obama. You know, I think he gives people hope. You know, he's a, a young black guy from a single mom. You know, that, that makes people feel better. It makes people believe that, hey, you know, maybe that racism shit is kind of in the past. And maybe, you know, look, man, if, if racism didn't stop a black man from being president, like, you, it's surmountable. You can overcome this. Like, this is a good example for the culture. The real problem is the dude does a lot of the same shit that Bush did. That's the real problem. We thought we were going to get this dude who's like us. But they're still using drones. They still got Guantanamo Bay. Trying to take our guns. That shit is ridiculous. All that shit is ridiculous. All that clamping down on rights and going out. There's not, there's not, that's not a problem. Put your finger in the air. Do you, do, you, do you see revolution? Do you see problems in the streets? Do you, do you see rampant violence everywhere and our children are unsafe? No. That's not what's happening. It's not massive terrorist attacks on America. Why do you need to, like, look at people's email? Like, why do you need to store every phone call that's ever made? Like, no. Don't assume that everyone's fucking criminal. Because in reality, most people are pretty fucking cool. The, mo- the vast majority of people are pretty fucking cool. And for you to ruin that shit and take it away and take all the fun away out of life just because there's a certain unavoidable percentage of douchebags in the world yeah. is ridiculous. Like, knowing 
all the fucked up shit the government's been – like people high, high in the government. I'm not talking about your average congressman or anything, but the people that are really running shit, knowing all the fucked up they shit, they, they've done all the JFK stuff and, and all that. Gulf of Tonkin. What do you think – the liberties that are they're taking from us on a daily basis. You think that's part of a plan? It just seems they're so aggressive with it. Well, I think, think they they worry about any sort of an uprising, and the best way to keep any sort of an uprising from coming to fruition is to nip it in the bud. And when you're in a position of power, especially if it's an undeserved position of power, if it turns out that you're using your money to influence politicians and you're, you're manipulating the system in order to gain an advantage so that it helps your business and all that stuff is exposed, well, that, that, that should be a crime. That should be way worse than insider trading. That should be – but meanwhile, it's standard operational procedure. And when there's any sort of a threat to that, they're going to try to stop that threat in advance. And one of the best ways to stop that threat in advance is fear. Make people scared to speak out. Make people scared to act. And one of the best ways to make people scared is to give yourself godlike powers. Give yourself the ability to just, I can take this person and lock them in that cage and never let them out ever. And that's what the NDAA says. That's crazy. Because even Hitler would have got a trial, okay? If we had captured Hitler and supposedly no soldier had gone crazy and shot him in the head, which is probably unlikely. They probably would have shot him just like they did Gaddafi, right? But if we did capture him, they would have given Hitler a trial. And what they're saying is you, this average person that they decide to detain, they can choose to use tactics on you that they wouldn't have used on Hitler, they can choose to just lock you up indefinitely and not give you access to lawyers. That's not good for anybody. And th that's not American. That's not what we're supposed to be about. And you can't have that kind of power. And that's exactly what's happening in Egypt right now. You know, they let this new dude in in Egypt. And now 200,000 people are rallying in the streets trying to get this guy to uh, get out of office because he ch changed the laws. He made it so you can't arrest him. He can't be tried for anything. He just turned himself into a god. He just got in there, and then they went, fuck you. We, just, we already been through this shit. No, you can't do that. They, they all get to the point of governing, and I think the, the possibility of being overthrown by some completely new organization is terrifying for them. What if, like, the Green Party all of a sudden took off in this country? And what if it was like the Green Party became the number one party in the country? I mean, look, look how many people go to Whole Foods, okay? Look how many people want to recycle. Look, what if that shit spreads? What if it spreads and all of a sudden the Green Party becomes the prominent party in this country when we realize that we're poisoning our food and poisoning our water and poisoning the ocean and killing all the fish? And If they ever did get to that position, that would be a terrible loss of power for the Republicans, the Democrats, and all the corporations that support them. If the public's opinion changed and people really did get behind a party that was independent and not reliant whatsoever on corporations, that would be fucking terrifying to the powers that be. Instead of going around making billions and billions of dollars a year, traveling around on fat yachts, you know, banging supermodels and then cutting their heads off, instead of doing that, you would make nothing. You wouldn't be in power anymore. Your corporations would have to stand up on the merit of the products that they sell, not on your ability to change laws so that you can make products cheaper and in the meantime ruin the earth. And 
that's a terrifying thing for those fuckheads. So what they try to do is take away your rights. Take away your right to express yourself. Be able to come in and shut down your website at any point in time. No file sharing. I don't know what the fuck you're sending. No, no, no. I got to look at that shit. No, 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 no. I got to be able to look at everybody's email at any time. This is a matter of national security. We are the government. This is the Homeland Security Department of Security of the Mothers and the Children of this country. And I have to look at a few emails. I'm going to do it, goddammit. And that's where we find ourselves. We find ourselves in this ridiculous position where we're clearly being run by fuckheads. How realistic is Texas from actually seceding from the nation? It's not going to happen. There's no way it'll no, happen. No, it's not going to happen. But meanwhile, Texas doesn't give a fuck. Texas, they're, they're supposedly constitutionally being one of the few countries or cities or states, states that can. Because uh, I think technically they view themselves as a republic. You know, I, I think maybe also other states do as well. But from what I understood, the way their the Texas, Texas state declaration or their you know whatever the fuck their constitution is, whatever the fuck that states have that, that, that defines themselves, they define themselves slightly different than most states, and they uh, they believe that they're their own sort of situation. It's you know we, that all that shit came from Mexico. You know, all that was Texas was Mexico, California was Mexico. I mean, that wasn't that long ago. I mean, everybody sort of kind of forgot about that. Yeah. That shit was not that long ago. Yeah. Mexico was like, there was like giant chunks of America that was Mexico. And we're like, mm, not anymore. It's nope. Shit, no. Nope. <laughs> nope. And is, so Texas became this weird sort of spot, man. Well, is Texas legal with medical marijuana? Nay, I say. No. No, no, no. That'll never happen, right? No, no, no. Austin's not strong enough? No. Austin is probably the best place, like, socially and liberally and uh, intellectually. It's one of the best places in the country. And it's it's the best place in Texas for, like, free thinking. Free thinkers, open-minded people, um, well-read people, people that are hip, people that are tuned in to what the fuck is going on in the world. But they're surrounded by... Silly people, you know. There's there's people all around, like the middle of Texas and crazy places. There's like a lot of like churches and people are nutty and they're they're doing exorcisms and it's like a Texas is a mix, you know. It's a mix of really cool, like Houston's really cool, Dallas is really cool. It's a mix of like a lot of really cool spots, and these spots when you drive to the really cool spots and you go through hours and hours of these backwoodsy type towns and you're like, whoa. Whoa, what if you were born here? What if you were born there? And Eddie Bravo had to grow up there. Like, oh, my God. Like, there's a lot of spots that suck. And the problem is those people get to vote, too. So shit like medical marijuana does not pass. And the reason why it doesn't pass is that civilization hasn't spread through the entire state. It's only they, in they've small tried? pockets of books. Have they tried in oh, Texas? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Have people, they? I'm sure they've tried. I'm sure someone's put them. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure someone's tried to come up with some sort of legislation. But it's never been like officially on the ballot. Either. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I know that it uh, it just lost in Oregon, which was pretty surprising. But it might. Sometimes it's the way the 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 language is written on the law. Like sometimes they get stupid with the language, and, they, and you know. And you can fuck 16-year-olds, you know, I don't, they throw something in there. They should. <laughs> and it would be awesome. And then the government pays for hostess to come back. I don't know what the language of the law was, but I, I would have thought Oregon, you know, being Portland and all that, you know, Portland is pretty fucking hip. That's, that's uh, one of the spots I would live. I would live in Portland. 
if I if I had to for some reason get out of California, Portland's a good spot. They're very cool people. Up Rains there. a lot though. Rains like a motherfucker. We drove salami back. Back to L.A. Oh yeah, really? He's, he's been back for maybe four months. That motherfucker. And when I see him, I'm gonna shake him like a bad baby. Because <sighs> when I when I talked to him up there, I was like, "What's it like? Are you digging it?" He goes, "Yeah, man, it's awesome." I go, "Does the rain ever bother you?" He goes, "Nah, not at all. Fuck it." He goes, "It's just so cool up here. It doesn't bother me." I got to him eventually. That motherfucker. I got to him. See, is that a is that a chemical thing? Like, do we need that chemical from the sun, like in order to feel happy? I've never lived in a place where it rained all the time. Have you done that? No. No, you've all, you're Southern California your whole yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, there's there's a gray that happens in Boston for a few months during the winter that, that dulls the happiness of the people, and it's palpable. You can sense that shit in the air when the gray is there, the gray of the January gray, the February. Occasionally, you get a nice sunny day, like, wow, beautiful day today. Step outside, it's three fucking degrees. That shit, that shit wears away at you, man. Salami made up a, a good story. And I was wondering about that, man, because people will always bullshit you about that. They'll never tell you. Like, what's it like up here, man? You like it? Well, I like it a little, but, man, I get depressed as fuck in the winter. And I'm thinking, I don't know, man, maybe there's a bad idea. No, 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 it's awesome. I love it. It's the best choice. I made the best choice, man. I'm so happy. You should move up here, too. Those motherfuckers will try to convince you into moving up there. <laughs> and then when you move up there, they go, man, I'm just getting depressed in the winter. I don't know what to do. Thinking about going back to Arizona. What? Did his testimony, did that? Yes, wave? it influenced me. Oh, it did? Yeah, son of a bitch. He didn't even make it. <laughs> he had a school up there, right? Wasn't yeah. he running a 10th planet? Yeah. Does he have his black belt now? Uh, he has a black belt in the gi. Does he really? Under yeah, him? Joe Morara. Oh, wow. Salami's such a good dude. Always a friendly guy, man. Even if he's a lying motherfucker about the climate. <laughs> Maybe he liked it initially, and yeah. then it just wore down on him. I think, uh, I think especially if you live in California, it would be really hard to go to a place that rained all the time. Yeah. Really I like hard. the rain sometimes. Well, the one thing that it's amazing for is the vegetation. God, there are forests out there. When you go, have you ever been on a hike like through the Pacific Rainforest? You ever been like no. walk, walked around? Like you ever go to the redwood forest? You ever do that? Maybe as a child. <sighs> you got to do that. Been up to Sequoia. Gotta, is that the same thing? Redwood Sequoia? I don't think so. I think Sequoia is a different thing. But okay. they're they're huge too, right? Isn't that the idea? Yeah, as a kid. But I used the to um, those forests, man, those crazy like rainforests in like Washington State where it rains constantly, dude. That that's a we a different feeling when you're walking through that kind of life. Like there's so much vegetation life around you that as you're like you're you're in that there's like this bright green forest, you kind of understand where all the old myths of like fairies and elves and wood sprites appearing because as you're walking, there's so much energy in the air that you're almost thinking someone's watching you. You're almost looking at trees and shit and thinking they're peering at you and looking back at you because you're feeling, you're sensing that there's other life there. You're sensing it because there's this incredible wealth of vegetation because it fucking rains every day. The grass is glowing green. I mean, the, glass, the, the grass in Oregon is like neon green. It's beautiful. Like, just looking at the grass is like, wow. I never fucking saw grass like that in Studio City. That grass is dry and gray and all fucked up and brown. 
that Portland grass is alive. And if you walk into those woods, man, there's something about those dense rainforests that give off this weird sort of feeling. There's a strange silence. And you hear animals, but like the si- it's a weird sound because there's so much vegetation that it's like being in a, a room that's like stuffed with things. Like there's not, the sound doesn't travel the same way. It's not like being in a place where you're on top of a hill and you overlook canyons. No, you're walking through this dense thing that feels like you're inside of a living thing. And it is. That rainforest is like a living thing. In fact, the Pacific rainforest has the biggest single organism on the face of the earth. There's a mushroom colony in the Pacific Northwest that's so enormous. It's bigger than like X amount of blue whales. It's huge, and it's this connection, like almost like a um, like a neural connection underneath the like in the the way, the way it's worked in in the ground, um, in the in the, in this entire area. It's a shitload of mushrooms, it's, but it's one giant organism. Here, I'll, I better Google this because this it's it's very hard to describe. It's a, like a giant mushroom. Yeah. Do well, people take bites out of it? No, but pff, there's a fuckload of mushrooms up there, man. Did you hear about those people that died in L.A. or, or California recently? A bunch of people are dying from eating poisonous mushrooms. Yeah, like, there's a lot of people home. that try to like go like hunting for edible mushrooms. It's like a, a hobby with a lot of people because you can find like some delicious mushrooms in the wild. But if you're not old, to get high, just to eat. No, just to eat. But if you're old and you can't see, yeah, this cook cooked.